This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. As the Mount Vernon Yellow Jackets take the field and they run out from underneath the stadium here as they uh, have a tunnel inside the stadium that leads onto the field. Uh, so they kind of run from underneath the bleachers and out, sort of like a college setting here almost. And uh, speaking of Mount Vernon taking the field, the Minutemen are also out there, and that leads us to our uniforms tonight, brought to you as always by a material girl. In times like these, shopping online has become a necessity. Thankfully, there's a material girl. A material girl is a locally owned women's boutique where there's something for everyone. AMG specializes in hand-picked women's clothing at an affordable price. Check out fashionbyamg.com. That's fashionbyamg.com. Lexington going to go with those road white jerseys. They've got uh, the purple letters and numbers, a little bit of gold trim, some uh, gold and purple stripes on the shoulder pads as well. And they're going to go with the black pants tonight, the all-black pants with a little block L on uh, either side. Uh, and the purple helmets with a gold stripe down the middle. They've got the player numbers on the right side and the block gold L on the left side. Mount Vernon going with those sharp all-black home unis. Um, and they've got white numbers, uh, white bigger numbers on the chest and on their back. And then they've got orange numbers on the shoulder pads and all-black pants with uh, white helmets and... Let's see, what kind of stripe do they have, Derek? They've got a stripe that starts in the front but doesn't quite oh, go to the back, almost, like, the back. A, almost <laughs> like a stinger on a yellow jacket, there and it's uh, orange and black. With the orange and black Block M, um, their newer Mount Vernon logo that they've been using quite a bit lately, pretty sharp. Lexington deferred to the second half. They did win the toss, so they'll kick off first. Freshman Will Perkins is uh, about to get the football and set it up here on a beautiful Friday night here in Mount Vernon, and it is going to be gorgeous all night. Last time we were here, there was threatening lightning and thunderstorms off in the distance, but never quite hit us. Tonight, that's not even going to be an issue. It is absolutely beautiful here at Mount Vernon tonight, and the Yellow Jackets send Johnny Askew back to return this. Also, Rylan Fireball is going to be back there to return this kick for the Yellow Jackets, and as I mentioned, freshman Will Perkins is about to get it set up on the tee. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with us, uh, with you. Glad you could uh, be along with us tonight here on fearthevillage.com. And it should be a good one as we're opening conference play tonight. One of these teams going to get out of here undefeated in the conference. The other team going to drop to 0-1. And, and uh, both teams coming in tonight at 1-2 overall. So whoever wins this is not only going to get a win in the conference, but they're going to get back to 500 overall as we're set. And Will Perkins kicks it from right to left. A pretty good kick. Askew's back. It is nine. He's going to run backwards, fakes a pitch, and he's going to be wrapped up. And he's still going to somehow get out over the 20 as the Minutemen kind of had him bottled up back behind the 15-yard line. And he just put his shoulder down and got a few extra yards and got out over the 20. So Mount Vernon will set things up at the 22-yard line, first and 10. And they'll go left to right as we see it here in the home press box. And they'll bring the offense out. Mount Vernon will have two receivers, it looks like, split off to the left. Askew's going to be in the slot over there. One far way over here to the right on the sideline almost. And Hubbard, the quarterback, going to take the shotgun snap. It's a high one. He's going to run it right away, and he's going to be bottled up and fumble the football. And... 
Mount Vernon's going to recover it back at the 19-yard line, but they're going to lose a few yards. The Minutemen were in there as Hubbard. That was a quarterback keeper all the way. As Hubbard motioned the running back out and was in the shotgun by himself, just took the snap and ran it, and one of the Minutemen got their hand in there. Same formation this time in the shotgun. Hubbard back to pass. He's being pressured. He gets it out here to the near sideline. It's caught, but immediately making the tackle is Jordan Byrice at the 28-yard line, and it's going to set up a third down early on here for the Lex defense. As Mount Vernon going to hurry the pace up here a little bit, they've got one wide receiver left, two to the right. Hubbard in the shotgun, third down. Takes the snap. He's going to hand it off, coming right side and being bottled up and tackled by the Minutemen at the 31. Looks like he's short. He is short, Derek, and that was Evan Owens, the junior, for Mount Vernon. That's going to set up a fourth and one. They're going to line up like they're going to go for it here, uh, here early on. Hubbard's going to send two to the left, one to the right in the shotgun. Owens in the backfield on his left hip, takes the snap, fourth and one. Big play here. He throws it down the middle of the field, and it's through the hands of Askew. And the Minutemen are going to get the ball on great a turnover on downs. Yeah, great field position. The Minutemen are going to have it on the 31-yard line. Unbelievable. Great start for the defense. Absolutely. And, if you know, you're Mount Vernon there. You go for one early. Askew was open. It just went right through his hands, and now Lexington's got a gift here early on to start this game. Need points here. Got to get points on the board. Right away, yeah, and they've done that well early on this year. The only game they didn't score in the first quarter this year was the Shelby game as they jumped all over Ontario week one in Clear Fork last week. Cole Pauley brings the offense out. He's got two to the right, one to the left. He's in the pistol. He's got Carson Berry behind him from the 31, first and 10, takes the snap, pitches out. Carson Berry right side, trying to get out to the edge to the 30. He's going to get a few yards, but we've got a hold back here. And this one's coming back. As officially Carson picked up, I think, three there, Derek, but there's going to be a penalty. So it's not going to matter. And we'll see, is this going to be a spot foul, Derek, or is it going to be from the previous line of scrimmage? Either way, the Minutemen are going to be in a hole early on here. Yeah, it's a hole. It's a spot foul. So we'll see where they mark this off. First and 20. And Derek is right. That's going to set the Minutemen back to the 41-yard line. Still on Mount Vernon's side of the field, though. And it's going to be first and 20 now. As Cole Pauley brings out the offense, he's got two to the right, one to the left, in the pistol again. Single back pistol, Carson Berry behind him. Pauley. And a yellow jacket came offside there. I'm surprised he didn't let the play go. But I think a minute man might have jumped, but it was because of a yellow jacket, and I think that's going to be an encroachment. And it was. So, after a couple of penalties here. You get five yards back there. Lexington still hasn't run a play yet. There's been two penalties and no plays ran. I guess technically they did run one, but they had a hold, so it came back. So, after all this, it's going to be first and 15 now. Lexington at the Mount Vernon 36. They'll send Newman off to the right, Eichler off to the left. Also, Mason Thomas off to the right in the slot. Pauly in the pistol. Takes the snap. He's going to throw. He's throwing near side. He's got Carter. He's got Kate Eichler, excuse me, down the sideline. Caught catch. at the 10 out of bounds. What a catch. Great ball by Pauly. 
led him perfectly. He had a couple steps on him, dropped it in the bucket. And Caden went up and got that, too. Yes, that was did. a beautiful pass down the sideline, and Caden went up and got it. Looks like they're right outside the 10, so it's going to be first and 10. Still get a first down before the touchdown. And Derek is right about that. They could get a first down on the one-yard line here, but the Minutemen in the red zone now. They're going to send Caden Neichler in the slot left. Carter Newman split out far to the left. And more of the traditional pistol now. Cole Pauley from the 11-yard line, first and 10, takes the snap. He's going to hand it off. Up the middle, it's Hudson Moore. He's going to get to about the 8-yard line. That'll set up second and seven. So the Minutemen have a chance to strike early here. I don't think Hudson Moore's got many carries this, this year so far. It's nice to see him. If in I'm the correct, Derek, that might have been his first one of the year. Unless he got one against Ontario, I think that was Hudson's first carry of the year. They'll send Carter Newman and Caden Eichler off to the left again, second and seven from the eight-yard line. Paulie in the pistol. He's got Hudson Moore with him again, sends, sends Newman in motion a and a bunch there. of... Yep, everybody was moving. Well, the Minutemen think the Yellow Jackets move. The Yellow Jackets are backing up. Another encroachment. Hey. That'll be half the uh, distance to the goal. So that'll give the Minutemen an extra two or three yards here. And now they'll have it second and... Yeah, half the distance because there's not enough there. It's amazing, Derek. We're always ahead of the referees up here. <laughs> so it's, it's going to put the ball on the five-yard line. Second and three from the five. Second and four, excuse me, from the five. Pauly in the pistol, two to the left. Hudson Moore with him on his left hip. Carson Berry behind him. Sends Carter Newman in motion. He'll pitch it left side. It's Carson Berry off the left side. He's fighting, and he's going to get down to about the three. Great tackle there. And they'll mark him. Number seven's hobbling a little bit after that. And we'll see. Yeah, he is, Derek. The, the uh, tackler there, A.J. Fonner, kind of limping around a little bit. So Carson was able to get to about the three-yard line. They've got to get to the one for a first down, or they could just take it into the end zone here. It's going to be third be and two. Absolutely. You need these points early. Is Baden Forup going to bring the play in from the sideline here? And the Minutemen come out. They'll have Caden Eichler, Carter Newman off to the left in the pistol. Hudson Moore is going to be on the left hip of Cole Pauley. Carson Berry right behind him. Third and two from the three. Takes the snap. Give. Hudson Moore fighting, Get fighting, fighting, and Ooh. he's down to the one. He's got but first down at least. He didn't get the touchdown, but Derek's right. He's got yeah. the first down on the half-yard line. First down. First and goal. This has got to be four-down territory here. you got to get six. Absolutely. Absolutely, because worst-case scenario, and hopefully this doesn't happen. 99 yards. But you – if you do turn the ball over on downs, you give it to them on the one. But you got to go four downs here to get this thing in the end zone. Minutemen with a great start so far. Got the turnover on downs immediately on defense, and now they're on the one-yard line getting ready to strike. They've got a bit of a jumbo package in there. Caden Eichler, Carter Newman off to the right in the pistol. Cole Pauley from the one. It's first down and goal. Takes the snap. He gives. Carson Berry up the middle. Touchdown. He's in. Touchdown, Minutemen. Great start. Great start for the offense. Great start for the defense also. To get points that early, that's huge. Huge. And Carson Berry scores his ninth touchdown on the season already. We better look at the record books and see what the uh, the touchdown record is for the year. I know it's early, but he's nine already. Well, coming into this game, he was averaging almost three a game. I mean, that's, that's pretty good for Carson. And he's done all of them except one were on the ground. He had a 
a punt return for a touchdown a few weeks ago. And the go. extra point by Will Perkins is good, although he's flat on his back. I think he wanted a roughing the kicker call. But he knocks it through. Perkins uh, continues his streak of made extra points. He's only missed one this year in uh, freshman fill-in duties for the injured A.J. Young. So Minutemen looking good early here, 7-0 with 7.52 to go in the first quarter. Probably couldn't script it a better start for the Minutemen. And that's been the thing this year, Derek, is last year they struggled starting games smoothly. This year, they have started every game, even the Shelby game. They got to stop defensively right away, even though they did end up losing that game. Um, and last week, of course, they jumped all over Clear Fork early on. The Ontario game week one, they were, they've scored on their first possession in three out of four games this year already now. So uh, just a great start on both sides, like Derek mentioned. For the Minutemen here tonight at Yellow Jacket Stadium. Playing on Energy Field. As Will Perkins has the ball up on the tees, getting set to left foot boot it down the field. Askew back to receive for Mount Vernon as well as Fireball. Both juniors, by the way, if you're keeping track at home. Actually, Askew a, a sophomore, and this was a squib to Askew. He's going to bring it out to the 25, cutting near side. He's to the 30. He stumbles. He's to the 35, runs a man over, and gets out to the 38. And it seemed again, though, Derek, like the Minutemen had great kick uh, coverage, and yet Askew still makes something out of it. Yeah, they got to wrap up. First contact didn't. He slipped right through that. Second guy actually pushed him out of bounds. But, yeah, first contact, you got to make that tackle. And they seem to pursue well. So far tonight, the Minutemen on kick coverage, but they're just not making the play early on on kick coverage. So Mount Vernon going to have great starting field position here at their own 37-yard line. Hubbard will have two to the right, one to the left in the shotgun. Takes a high snap, hands it off. It's Owens. He's coming right side, and he's bottled up for a gain of one, but there's a flag there a down. Flag. As Derek tried to beat me to it, but I got him. <laughs> So, and it came in a spot where typically a hold is called, and it is holding. And it's a hold on Reese Schonauer. I know it's only the second drive, but Mount Vernon just looks a little out of sorts. They really do. Penalties running into each other. They just seem a little, little off. Hopefully that keeps up. So, they come out again here. Two to the left, and they'll have one right here to the right. Hubbard in the shotgun with Owens on his left hip. First and 20. Send a man in motion. Hubbard takes the snap, flings it out to Askew in the left flat, and he's going to get over the 30, carrying some minute men to about the 34. So they'll get six or back. seven of those back. And it'll set up second and 13. As Mount Vernon likes to get out there, they don't really huddle. They just kind of get right back up to the line, and then they kind of get the play in. Hubbard in the shotgun again, second and 13 from the 34. Takes a snap, Ooh, Owens, well, and it's a fumble. Oh, and it. Mount Vernon gets back on it. Just not a clean exchange there that's from Hubbard second, to Owens. That's their second fumble, too. Already, yeah, and we haven't even played five minutes yet. And that one was just a, a mishandle there on the handoff. So third down and 11 again, Derek, and the Minutemen have a chance to get the ball back again already. Hubbard in the shotgun. He's got two right, one left, takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's loading up. He's flinging it to Askew down the middle of the field, oh, and it's broken up by Caden Nykler. Play. 
Great play. defense by Caden. As he got down there and swatted it away. He actually had a step. Caden made a great play. Basketball player got up there and knocked it out. So should get field, real good field position again. Yeah, as Mount Vernon this time will punt on fourth and 11. The ball's lined up at the Mount Vernon 36. Back to return for the Minutemen, Jordan Byrice and Caden Eichler, who's got two big plays already tonight. He had a catch offensively and that big pass break up a moment ago. As back there to punt is Lane Kuhlman. And Mount Vernon having trouble getting the last, the 11th man on the field here. As let's see, where's the where's the play clock here, Derek? I can't see. Uh, I don't even see one. We one around here somewhere, and it's got to be getting pretty low as the snap is away. Punt is away. It's angled uh, towards the yeah. left, and that's going to go out of bounds, and that's going to set up tremendous field position for the Minutemen as we'll see where they end up marking this off. This has got to be back towards the 45 once they're all said and done with it. Yep, he's walking. <laughs> and the referee is over there on the far sideline walking off his steps. I always wonder how they see the ball I go have out no and then idea. they walk up. I'm convinced they're just guessing. They have to. There's no way they know exactly yeah. where it went out. Uh, you were yeah. close, though. Yeah, that, give them the 42. So that's where the Minutemen offense will start as they're already out on the field and ready to play. And we have got to find wherever this play clock is, Derek. This is going to drive me nuts. They may not have one. Yeah, the referee may just tell them. It, yeah, but you would think this nice facility, they'd have a play clock. But so, I don't see one. to start this drive, they're going to have Craig go off to the right, Roush and Newman off to the left. Cole Polly in a single back pistol, first and 10 from the 42-yard line. They'll send Baden Forup in motion. Polly, ready for it. And he takes the snap, and before the snap, I think we're going to have another encroachment, Derek. I think that's number th at least three or four on Mount Vernon already. Unbelievable. I don't think Paulie's uh, getting him off with his cadence. I think they're just trying to get a, get a jump. So that'll set up first and five. And the Minutemen come out two to the left, one to the right. Polly in a single back pistol sends Baden Forup in motion again. Carson Berry right behind Polly from the 47-yard line. Takes the snap. He's back. He's loading up. He's going down the near sideline. He's got Carter Newman, and it is intercepted. What, what a, a play. It, yeah, that was great. A little more air under that. He's probably walking in, but the DB made a great reaction to the ball. I think he one-handed it. That was a great yeah. play. Nothing you can do Unbelievable. there. Unbelievable. Fireball. Yeah, not really a bad interception. I mean – a little more no. air, he probably would have walked in. Yeah, you're just taking a, a you're taking a good shot down the field there. I mean, like you said, if Cole just puts a little more on it, but either way, that was just a tremendous yeah. defensive play. There's Absolutely. nothing you can do about that. And just like that, the Yellow Jackets get the ball back on their own 17-yard line, and they're already ready to play. They've got two wide to the left, one to the right. Hubbard in the shotgun. Owens on his left hip. He goes in motion. Hubbard. High snap, back to pass in the flat. He's got Owens, and he drops it, but it was a backwards pass, and the Minutemen are going to wrap him up, and Owens is going to be taken down back at the 14-yard line, a loss of four. Great awareness to pick that ball up as a running back. And a great awareness by the Minutemen to actually to stay with it and tackle Absolutely. him. I mean, they had every right to get the ball themselves. To think that yeah. the play was going to be dead there. So second and 12, they only lost two when it was all said and done. Hubbard already back in there. Another high snap, flings it out near side, and he missed his man this time as 
coming back for it. Dylan Dowell, it was behind him. He had to try to make a diving grab, and it went right off his chest. But Fagan was in the area, made it so Hubbard kind of had to throw that one behind his receiver. And the receiver was almost out of bounds over here, lining up. They That's really very do. unique. Yeah. I mean, the, re the, the receiver is almost touching the referee on the near side here. They've got two off to the right, one to the left. Third and 12, Hubbard takes the snap, fakes the give. He's going to run it himself. Off the oh, right side, runs into his own man go. and falls down. And they might lose another yard, Derek, and Mount Vernon going to have to punt again. Yeah, offense for Mount Vernon just seems in disarray. They're, they got nothing really going, which is great for the defense. So they did lose a yard, fourth and 13. Ball is on the 14-yard line. Caden Eichler and Jordan Byrice back to return at about the Mount Vernon 45. Interception didn't hurt you there. Lane Kuhlman takes a good snap. Gets a much higher, straighter punt away. Kay Neichler's right underneath it. He's going to take it from the 41. He's to the 35, 30, down the near sideline, 20, and he gets out of bounds at the 19. A great return, but we might have a block in the back down here on the near sideline. That might have been Hudson Moore or Jordan Byrice. I didn't see it, Derek. But it was, I think, a block in the back on the Minutemen down here on the near sideline. But Caden, he looked down to see if anybody was coming. Nobody was coming, so he took the ball and took off. Good return. Even with the penalty, they're still going to be in the they're other side. They're going to have the, the 50, ball, yeah. So we'll see. Referee's still conversing here. And it is a block in the back. I'll try to get a number for you. As Coach Hammy texting us from the far sideline. Hammy made the trip down here tonight. So it was on by Rice. Yeah. Which is really odd, Derek, because Byrice was waiting on the ball on the other side of the field, somehow still got over here and, and got involved in the play blocking. I mean, he's fast. but <laughs> And he must have flew over here. So either way, minute men, you don't want to see penalties, but still going to have the ball here at the Mount Vernon 38-yard line. I'd like to see the minute men run the ball here a couple times, grind it out, take some clock off. Carter Newman off to the right, Eichler off to the left. Baden Forup in motion. Cole Pauly in the pistol, first and 10, takes the snap, give Carson Berry up the middle. He's going to fight and get out to the 35-yard line, a gain of about three. And what Derek asks for, he receives. <laughs> and you kind of got the feeling here, too. They've taken some shots down the field, but you got the feeling this drive they were going to come out, and I, I think the Minutemen are going to try to just pound it up the field here. Yeah, you can eat probably the, the whole rest of the clock if you run it right. So Minutemen will have it second and seven at the Mount Vernon 35. They lead it seven to zero, 440 to go first quarter. Cole Pauly brings him out in a pistol. Eichler off to the left. Carter Newman off to the right. Hudson Moore in there at the fullback spot. Carson Berry in at tailback. Pauly in the pistol, second and seven. He takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking out, and Hudson Moore ran a little out route, and he caught it down at the 32-yard line, a gain of about three more, but good to see Hudson involved early here and good to see Cole Pauly complete a pass after that last interception get him back out there and get going good open field tackle there by number 15 for Mount Vernon Hudson's and a big big that kid was, that was Hubbard quarterback out there playing DB as well so third down a big third down here for the Minutemen without AJ Young you're a little bit out of uh, Will Perkins field goal range here so I think you're in four down territory it's third down and four Minutemen at the Mount Vernon 32 They'll send Carter Newman way out here to the left. Caden Eichler getting lined up to the right. 
Cole Pauly in the pistol with By Rice and Barry this time. He takes the snap. Pauly back to pass. He's loading up down the middle of the field. He's got his man. It's Baden for him to the 10, and he stumbles down to the 5. What a catch by Baden. Pauly put some mustard on that one. That hit him right in the hands. Didn't really have to go up too high for but big target there. He almost got in the end zone. So first and goal, first and goal, ready to go. Huge play by Baden there to hang on. It's like Derek said, Baden really didn't have to jump for it, but he did have to reach his hands up there, and he hung on to it. And then stumbled down to the six is where they marked him. And it's great to see Cole coming out slinging tonight, even though he did have that one pick. It wasn't a bad pick no, if there is such a thing. Absolutely not. Looking good tonight. It didn't hurt you. Absolutely not. First and goal from the six. Cole Pauly has him lined up in a pistol. He sends Carter Newman in motion from right to left. Pauly takes the snap. Give Carson Berry off the left side, dancing through the middle there. And he might have got a yard. And I don't even know if they're going to give him that, Derek. They might say uh, no he game. got back to the line of scrimmage. But, as Derek and I were talking about a moment ago, Minutemen burning some clock here with the lead 7-0. to Under three minutes to go first quarter now. As Baden Forp will come back in off the sideline and bring the play with him. And we'll see if the Minutemen can punch it in here. As they'll have Carson Berry in at tailback. Carter Newman splits off to the left. Caden Eichler off to the right in the pistol. Second and goal from the six. Pauly motions Forp and, and uh, Hudson Moore. He takes the snap. He fakes the give. He's going to bootleg to the right. He's got Hudson Moore. Caught it, and he dives into the end zone. Touchdown, Touchdown Minuteman. Great play. Got him on the, on the run fake. He just leaked out to the flat, hit him in stride. Easy play there. That's yeah. a design bootleg, and that was one of the easier touchdown passes Cole Pauly will throw in his career, and Hudson Moore in the scorebook for the first time this year. I was going to say, that's probably his first touchdown also. Maybe and a they, receiving one at that. Maybe they found a little magic with number 39. He's, he's a big target, big kid, good runner. And both tight ends kind of getting in on the action on that drive. Good to see Baden and Hudson Moore getting a – some big catches on that drive. As the extra point, a great snap. Good hold. Will Perkins knocks it through, and the Minutemen lead it 14-0. to 2.15 to go first quarter. We'll take a break here from Yellow Jacket Stadium on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, it seems to become uh, to be becoming. Is that correct? This seems to be becoming. Eh, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, this seems to to be becoming a common theme for the Minutemen early on in games this year. They get out to a great start. Now it's just a question of if they can hold on and uh, get out of here with an OCC win tonight. As they already lead it 14 to zero, 2:15 to go in the first quarter. And they look good. Mount Vernon hasn't crossed midfield yet. 
And like I said, a lot of problems on the offensive side for Mount Vernon. I mean, given Lexington's short fields. And penalties have been huge, yep, too, as absolutely. Perkins boots it down the field. Oh, reverse. And a little reverse here on the uh, return as Askew's going to end up with it down the near sideline to the 30, 35, and he's going to get out to the 45 before it's all said and done. Great seal block on the outside by the Mount Vernon uh, offensive guy right there to kind of spring him. And let's see here. Is Mount Vernon trying to get organized? As they like to get out there and they like to get going. I mean, oh, Lexington's yeah, not even on the field. Mount Vernon's lined up. It's like they got one or two plays called ready to go. So Hubbard in the shotgun. He's got one on his left hip, three wide receivers. It's Askew on his left hip, and he takes the handoff, and he'll get out to about the 48. I think is where they're going to actually mark this off at. So three-yard gain there by the Yellow Jackets. Second and seven coming up, and Derek, they've got their chance, first chance to Across pass the 50, the 50 yeah. here, or their best chance in the first quarter so far. Hubbard takes another shotgun snap. It's high. He's going to run it off the left side. He's got room to the 50, and he's hit and brought down by Caden Eichler. A great open field tackle over there. As Hubbard gets across the 50 to the 48, but it sets up another third down and a great tackle by Eichler. Third down and three for the Yellow Jackets here at the Lexington 48-yard line. Hubbard in the shotgun. Takes the snap, hands it off, Askew with it. Going off the left side, Minutemen bottle it up, no He's gain. Short. short. They got a decision to make here. Fourth down. They are across the 50. They did go for it earlier in the game, yep, Derek, going. but it backfired, and they're going to go again here. So fourth and three. Watch the snap count here. Five will get you one pretty easy here on a penalty. Two to the right, one to the left. Hubbard in the shotgun. Looks like he's trying to draw Lex offside. That's exactly what he's doing. I Askew. wouldn't be surprised if he jumped back to punt. It could happen here. We'll see. As he does mm -hmm. take the snap, he's going to run it up the middle, and he's going to fight and get the first down. He's to the 44-yard line. And we'll see if they give him. Yeah, they did give him the 44. So a first down, Mount Vernon. That extra, the extra spin move got him yep. there. For the first time tonight, the Yellow Jackets are marching here. They've got it at the Lex 44, and Hubbard getting him set up. Two to the right, one to the left, and the shotgun. He's got Askew on his right hip. Hubbard takes the snap, gives. Askew is bottled up right away before he could really even take the handoff. The Minutemen were in there, and they get him. Back at the 45, a loss of one, and that might be the last play of the quarter. We'll see if Mount Vernon wants to get one more off here. I don't know if you noticed, the snaps have all been high. Yes, every one of these shotgun snaps has nearly been over the head of Hubbard. He's had to jump up for a couple of them. And even the ones he hasn't had to jump for, he's had to reach up for. I think that threw out the timing of that last play a little bit. So we're at the end of one here at Yellow Jacket Stadium, Energy Field. And the Minutemen have brought the energy early on tonight. They lead it 14-0 over Mount Vernon on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. 
This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Minutemen look tremendous here through one quarter, and we've said that a lot this season so far, Derek, as it's week number four, and for the third time in four weeks, the uh, Minutemen have the lead after one quarter. They lead this one 14-0, but Mount Vernon has the ball on the Lexington side of the field at the Lex 45-yard line. It's second and 11. Mount Vernon ready to go here as Askew comes in motion. They're going to fake a pitch out to him. Hubbard's going to keep it off the left side, and he's hit hard by Baden Forup and brought down. He'll pick up three, but it's going to set up another third and long for the Yellow Jackets. It seems like they've been in third and long all night, which is great for the defense. Usually a passing down. Absolutely, and uh, you want a big stop here to make Mount Vernon think about going for this fourth down. They've, they've thought about every one they've had so far tonight, but you want this one to be long. All right, now it's third and eight. Hubbard takes the shotgun snap. He's back to pass, throwing far sideline, and it is caught. What a great route there. And a nice catch by Dylan Dowell for a first down at the 30-yard line. So that's going to be a gain of 12. And Mount Vernon putting something together here. They are starting to click a bit here. Although their run game still does not look great. They're uh, passing the ball. Okay so far tonight as Hubbard's going to throw another one to ask you here. It's a little screen play, and he's going to bust this one well into the Lexington secondary down to the 13-yard line right in the middle of the field. Askew took that, and he's just such a great athlete, and he's only a sophomore. Yeah, he's a put-together kid. Low center of gravity, good speed, good hands. Yeah, he's gonna and be really, so far tonight, the only one making plays <laughs> for Mount Vernon. Absolutely. As we're going to have a whistle here. I'm not sure what's going on. Timeout, Lexington. Was it a timeout? So yeah. Lexington will take a timeout just to make sure they're organized. We'll take a quick timeout with them. 14-0, Lex with the lead, 11.09 to go. Second quarter on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. And now we'll see if this Minuteman defense is uh, reorganized after they take the timeout. Maybe just trying to get Mount Vernon out of their rhythm. 11.09 to go. Second quarter. Minutemen with a 14-0 lead, but Mount Vernon threatening. They're in the red zone. They've got the ball first and 10 at the Lex 13-yard line. Hubbard has them lined up, two to the left, one to the right in the shotgun. He takes the snap, fakes a give to Owens. Hubbard going to keep it in. He's bottled up at the line of scrimmage. All kinds of Minutemen in there. Uh, he maybe got a yard, maybe. Actually, he lost a yard. Well, the guy on the chain gang over there initially said he lost yeah, a yard. See, but then very unprofessional over there. That <laughs> wouldn't happen in Lexington, let me tell you. Okay, settle down. <laughs> Second and 10. As Hubbard takes another shotgun snap, he's looking in zone, and it's just off the backhand, the left hand of Askew in the end zone there as it's just overthrown by Hubbard. That'll set up a third and 10. Derek, did you have any more trash to talk about the uh, Mount Vernon chain gang? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I just wanted to make sure you got it all out of your system <laughs> while you had a minute. Once again, Eichler 
center of All over Askew, He's everywhere, yeah. yeah. So a huge third down here for the Yellow Jackets. It's third and ten. They can get a first down at the three. They're on the Lex 13-yard line. And the shotgun again. Hubbard takes the snap. He's being pressured. Ooh. And the minute mitter going to get in there. there. And Hudson go. Moore got him all the way back at the 20. What you didn't see is Lexington knocked number 44 on his behind. He They really disrupted the route there. They, he was 15 was looking for 44, and he just got leveled. And Hubbard unable to get away from fourth several minutes. And they're going to go for it here, wow, at least is, line up like they gamble. are. Fourth and 17, they'll take the snap. They're going to go. Hubbard throws, and it's near side. Caught short. at the 10, but he's short of the so first short. down. And that's going to be another turnover on downs. Lex will take over here. The route wasn't even to the down marker. I, didn't, I don't know what. Okay, we'll, well take it. And, we'll and honestly, it. Derek, the way some of the Yellow Jackets are running off, it looked like they thought it was third down. That's what I was just going to say. They didn't react any way. It looked like they were going to stay out there and try Let's to run another up, play. Yeah. But of course, we knew it was fourth down, and now well, the Minutemen again going to have their third turnover on downs defensively of the night so far, and they'll have the ball. They'll take over at their own 10. So by far their worst field position of the night, but the defense continues to get the job done. And now if you're the Minutemen, you've got to get out of your own end zone here and do not let Mount Vernon have any type of momentum. They'll have one split off to the left, one to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol from the 10-yard line. He's going to take and give Carson Berry up the middle, dancing around out to the 15, a good gain on first down. He'll Absolutely. pick up five and maybe six, Derek. Well, maybe five and a half down here. This near side judge was pretty uh, pretty generous, I think, with the there spot. There you go. Move the ball up. Now we're going to have a whistle. I think we're going to get a sideline warning, or uh, Derek. I think down here, I don't know who. Oh, for Mount Vernon. I'm not sure who that is on the Mount Vernon sideline, but was immediately, as we just mentioned, the referee gave him a pretty gave Lexington a pretty good spot, and whoever that was for Mount Vernon down there was immediately in the referee's ear. And I think we're going to have a sideline warning on Mount Vernon. Well, yep. Umpire's coming over. Going to have a little words with the guy. Okay. We'll keep an eye on that tonight, <laughs> Derek. I think somebody may get kicked out here. As I only called you Nick once tonight so That's far. Fine. That one slipped. <laughs> Second and five for the Minutemen. They're at their own 16-yard line. Pauly in the pistol. One to each side. Takes the snap. He'll give Hudson Moore off the left side. He's going to run it over the 20 near a first down, and he might have gotten uh, the first down. He's close. He's moving. They're moving. First down. Yep. Uh, Good second down judge. carry there. Signals. Referee signals a first down, and that's what you needed for the minute if you're the Minutemen there. You kind of get out of your own end zone, and you get the clock running here. First and 10, they're at their own 21-yard line. We'll have some changes coming in. Baden Forup off the sideline, as well as Caden Eichler. And the Minutemen break the huddle. They'll send Eichler and Newman off to the left. Cole Pauly in the pistol with Hudson Moore on his left hip. Carson Berry lined up right behind him. First and 10 from the 21-yard line. Pauly takes the snap. Give Carson Berry up the middle. He's got a hole. He's to the 30. He's to the 35 and leaps out to the 36-yard line. A big first down there, a gain of 15. Nice burst there. Almost got through, through the traffic and probably still be running. And he did. He got through that hole and got into the secondary quickly there. Good run by Carson. 15 more yards to his total on the night. 
And another first down, more importantly for the Minutemen as they get out to the 36-yard line now. Keep that clock rolling. And as well as the Minutemen have played tonight, Derek, and this is not a complaint at all, but they really haven't had that big play yet offensively. They had the one pass from Cole to Caden Eichler, yeah. but haven't really had a huge play on the ground yet. Pauly in the pistol from the 36. He'll give Carson Berry off the right side. He's to the 40, and it looked like that might have been the one, but he just couldn't get out of that one-arm tackle of Askew. And Johnny Askew with a nice tackle there. But still, a positive gain on first down. It'll be a gain of four and second and six coming up. Minutemen out at their own 40 now. Marching down the field here and wasting some clock. Eight minutes to go. Just a little over eight minutes to go here in the second quarter. As Hudson Moore will come off the field, Baden Forup comes on the field. He'll get Cole Pauly the play call here. And Caden Eichler going to split off to the right. Scotty Roush in at the slot. He'll split off left. Carter Newman off far left. Cole Pauly in the single back pistol. Second and six from the 40-yard line. He takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's throwing out to Scotty Roush who catches and he dropped it. He caught it, and then yeah. it, it's like when he turned to take that step, the ball just kind of came out of his hands. Didn't Would have been it. near a first down on the sideline over there, but couldn't reel it in. Didn't have it fully in his chest yet. Just a little out route there of about three yards, but I think if Scotty would have caught that, he might have been able to turn up the field and possibly get the first down. And Mount Vernon now will take a timeout. So both teams have used one on defense here in the first half. Both teams have two timeouts left. 7.33 to go, second quarter. Lexington up 14-0. Derek, give me a quick uh, summary of what you've seen so far tonight. Well, just like we thought, uh, the Lexington Minutemen running the ball well. That's been most of their offense. But I like that they're sprinkling in a couple passes, taking a couple shots down the field. Um, defense has been solid. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a couple fourth down stops. Like you said, three turnovers on downs already in the first half. we got seven minutes left. Uh, like I said before, I just think Mount Vernon, just, they just seem out of sorts on both sides of the ball. They had a really good drive last time, went for it on fourth and for, you know, fourth and over 10 yeah. yards. You yeah. could have probably got some points there, but I think you're right. I don't think they realized it was fourth down. Yeah. They had another down, but <laughs> no, Minutemen, just like you said all year, starting off strong in the first half, just got to finish games. That's been, Absolutely. That's been their calling Well, card. and that's often a problem for young teams like this, and Lexington, no exception, but they're learning, and hopefully they can finish this one off tonight as they've got a big third down here. Third and six, two off to the left for Cole Pauly, one to the right. He's in the single back pistol with Carson Berry behind him. And Mount Vernon jumps again. That's huge. That'll, that'll make this third down call a little bit easier. That's got to be the fifth time Mount Vernon has yeah, they've had a gone lot of off sides. That's five encroachment calls. Yeah. Not even holding and That's everything That's probably else. their seventh or eighth penalty overall and their fifth encroachment. It's going to make this a little bit easier to pick up. Yeah, instead of third and six, now the Minutemen have it third and one. Yeah, they bring Hudson Moore back in. A little bit of a jumbo package there. And they'll bring Cohen Moore in offensively here. Oh. We don't see this very often. Now and now Baden out. will go off. So it's going to be interesting here. Let's see what the Minutemen do. Third and one from their own 45-yard line. They'll send Eichler off to the left. Newman off to the right. Hudson Moore on the right hip of Cole Polly, who's in the pistol. Carson Berry at tailback. They'll give it to him up the middle. First down as he gets over the 45, out to the 48. And a gain of about three. Great lead block there by Moore, punching a hole open. Berry just squirted through there, got a first down. 
And the Minutemen just eating up the clock here in the first half. And this is something they really weren't able to do last week, especially in the second half against Clear Fork. Had they had a drive like this, even just one drive like this in the second half last week, I think they would have yeah, put the would, game away. Yeah, you win that game. Here we go. First and ten. Minutemen out to their own 48 now. They've got Eichler off to the left, Newman off to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol. It's first and ten. He takes the snap. He gives. Carson Berry up the middle to the 50. Bounces outside, mm. and he's over the 50, out to the 47. And once again, Derek, he gets out into that Second secondary, level. and he just can't break that one last tackle that he needs to get out of, but still a good five-yard run. Second and five coming up. Minutemen over midfield again. Under seven minutes now. As the Minutemen break the huddle. Cole Pauly's going to send Caden Eichler and Carter Newman both to the right this time. Pauly in the pistol from the 47-yard line. It's second and five, and Hudson Moore moved early there. And, well, they didn't blow the play dead, and Cole Pauly's going to take a big hit back here and a fumble, Wait and that should have been a false start. That should have been a false start on Lexington. Yeah, this is coming back. No, there's, I, there's I don't no agree way. with that. Hudson Look. Moore jumped early. This had to be a, a false start that they blew the play dead yeah, on. Instead, they let the play happen, and I there was a fumble. I think it's going to be – the coach is going crazy over there. It was, it was definitely a penalty on Lexington. That should be a dead ball. Absolutely. That should have been a false start, and yep. that play should have never have happened. Not yep. only did they fumble, but Cole Pauly took a he, shot. Yeah, he did take a shot. He probably thought the play was dead. Not the right call. That is an absolutely yeah, not, horrendous not, not the call. Right call. So instead of a false start and blowing the play dead, they call an illegal shift, and they let the play happen. Cole Pauly, who we think may not have even known the play no. was going to happen. He just got drilled. Started to run eventually. When he realized the play was happening, right. he took off, and he got hit from behind and fumbled, and now the referees yeah. are talking here. There's no way that was the correct call. That yeah. was absolutely horrible, but they're going to give the ball to Mount Vernon. Unbelievable. I mean, even if it's a legal shift, you still blow the, the – the, the play should be dead. You shouldn't have a continuation there. That's what Coach is saying right now. Definitely having a conference over there. Unbelievable. And actually, he Unbelievable. went, he went I, forward. He didn't yeah, go back. He there didn't was go no side. He went shift. Forward. He just jumped early. Yeah. It was a false start, plain and simple. There's no possible. And Coach Gerhardt's even reenacting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's the wrong call. That is an absolutely horrible call. Yeah. And that could be huge here. Yeah. Because now you give Mount Vernon the ball on the left side of the field, and we'll see what the referee's going to say here. He's not going to say He's anything. Not, he looked they like he was going to. No, they already said it. They're, they're going to stick by their call, mistake or not. So, Mount Vernon, huge break here. They get the ball in the Lex 42. Hubbard is in the shotgun. Two right, one left. Unreal. Hubbard takes the snap. He'll give to Owens off the left side. Nothing. He's going to be bottled up for a loss of one. All right, Lex defense just got to stiffen up here. Can't yep. get all the calls. You got to play football. So, that plays over. Go to the next. You wonder how much whoever this is down on the Mount Vernon sideline, how much his lobbying has paid off at this point. That might have been right. his complaining early in the game may Ooh. have affected that cause. Hubbard mishandles the yep. shotgun snap. There's We're going to have a hold, but either way, Good he's play. tackled three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Great Hubbard goes there. down. Great pursuit. Cohen Moore got in there, but we're going to have a hold anyways. I we'll almost see. declined this and make it third down, but 
Oh, chop block. Well, and who knows if it was actually a chop block or yeah, a makeup might, call it, there. It might, <laughs> well, they might call blocking below the My waist. My goodness. I don't think you can decline that. Now we'll see. It's almost a personal foul. So it's So I was right, it was a chop block. <laughs> it was a chop block, it's a fifteen yard penalty. Yeah. From the end of the run, so it'll be a loss of three and they'll get the fifteen yard penalty, so a loss of eighteen total. I'll take that. Wow. Might have been a little makeup call, like you said, Corey. I might need a calculator <laughs> to see how far back <laughs> they've got to go on this one. It's gonna be second and out to our car in the parking lot. Yeah, so what we call this on the chain king is big doubles because it's more than the length of double the chains. <laughs> so <laughs> We're learning here tonight. Big doubles for big the, doubles, for big the doubles. Yellow Jackets. Second and 25 as Hubbard back to pass, flings it down the far sideline, and it's incomplete just short of the receiver. That was Dowell down there. So third and forever. Third and big doubles for the Mount big Vernon doubles. Yellow Jackets. Actually 25 to go. That's... That's a good way to go. Just keep Man. everything in front of you here. But just looking at the sticks, this does not look like 25. I need to do my own math on this. <laughs> I think this is more like 30. It's close. Third and 25 is what they're calling it. Hubbard Just keep takes everything in front of you snap. here. That's a safe and play. And they'll they get lost him. Yards, yeah. Leighton Nosa yep. gets in there and gets him. I think you're going to punt here. Uh, I don't know. Possible. <laughs> on fourth and big doubles. So there you go, Minutemen defense. Rose up to the occasion on that crazy whatever the play that was. So Mount Vernon will punt. They'll snap it from the 40. Back to return for Lex is Jordan Byrice and Caden Eichler at the uh, standing at the Lex 29-yard line. Snap is back. Oh, it's high. It's over his head. Go. And the get punter's going it. back get to get it at the 10. There we go. And Lexington going to take over in the red zone at the Mount Vernon 10. That center has had issues all night. All night. So, Mount Vernon, really this is where they should be had their drive continued a minute ago. So, yep. they're right back on pace. 10 yards to go for a touchdown here. 4.54 to go, second quarter. It looks like the Lexington crowd kind of came a little late. Student sections popped up there. Not bad, Purple down off haze. to our left. Yeah. So here we go, Derek. Minutemen have it first and 10. Actually, they're going to call it first and goal at the 10. Okay. Cole Pauly in the pistol. And Mount Vernon jumped again. Pauly going to fake the give. He's bootlegging right again. Hudson Moore to the five, and he's hey, in. Touchdown, Minutemen. Number two for the tight end. Great play. Nice pitch and catch. That was an easy touch. That was probably easier than the, the first touchdown that Hudson had tonight. Yeah, Hudson went in on that one more untouched than the first one. A 10-yard pass play from Cole Pauley to Hudson Moore. Second time tonight they've hit on that. Minutemen up 20-0. to zero. Love to keep that goose egg up for Mount Vernon. That's, that's huge going into half. So Will Perkins on to attempt the extra point. Cole Pauley will hold. Nine Schwander to snap it back. Snaps a good one. Hold is good. Oh, and blocked. it's blocked off the left side there. 
as the Yellow Jackets got through. Either way, Minutemen up 20 to zero. We'll take a quick break on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. So, late second quarter, 4.48 to go in the second quarter. Minutemen have opened up a 20-0 lead. The only reason it's not 21 was because that extra point just a moment ago was blocked by the Yellow Jackets. But the Minutemen still have all the momentum here. As Will Perkins is going to set it up right in the middle of the field on the 40-yard line. And back to return for the Yellow Jackets is Fireball. What and a Johnny Askew. What a name for a returner, Fireball. And hopefully they don't kick it to him. <laughs> As Will Perkins marking off his steps here. And he runs up. The freshman pooches it. Yeah. And they're trying to get Mount get Vernon on, on the yeah. back of their heels here. And uh, Perkins didn't get enough air into that one, kicked it out of bounds. So it was worth a shot, but Mount Vernon going to take over with good field position as the kickoff goes out of bounds on the far sideline. I mean, they're probably trusting the defense. Defense has been pretty good all Absolutely. night. Absolutely. I would too. That's probably why they did that. So... Mount Vernon will have the football. I don't know if this went far enough, Derek. They may have this out to like the 40 or the 45, or normally it would come out to the 35, but mm -hmm. this one didn't go very far, so I don't know if they... I mean, they could back him up and ask him to kick it again, but... That might be... What are we doing here? I mean, I, th I think that's what they're debating. Offsides. Well, it's an illegal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why. They, several the calls in signal. football have the same <laughs> It confuses me, too. Well, they take it right there. All right, so here we go. Mount Vernon's going to have it at the 35, which is barely further than Will Perkins kicked it out of bounds, so really no damage done. Yeah. They'll send one off to the right, one to the left. Hubbard in the shotgun with a man on his left hip. He takes the snap, and he slings it out to Askew here on the near sideline. He makes a move, Good gets move. past Eichler. He's to yep. the 45. He's to the 50 over midfield, 45-40, and he's tackled. I almost made the comment, don't get beat deep with 44. I just felt like they were going to try to exploit that out there. And Askew made a good move to get yes, past Eichler, and Briar Miller was the one who got down here and tracked him down across midfield to the 40. So Mount Vernon already ready to go again with three wide in the shotgun. Hubbard slings it out to Askew again to the 40. This Good time, tackle. though, Caden Eichler's yes. out there on the 40. Makes the stop. No gain. He is definitely in the focal point of the offense. I don't even think they threw it to anybody else yet. 
Second and 10 now. Hubbard in the shotgun again, and another timeout, Lex, and we'll take a quick one with him. 4.09 to go, second quarter. Lex up 20 to 0 on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. 4.09 to go, second quarter. Minutemen have just used their second timeout. And oddly, Derek, all three timeouts that have been called in this half by both teams have been on defense. The defensive side of the ball was the one that took the timeout each time. Second and 10, Mount Vernon at the Lex 40. Hubbard in the shotgun. One wide to each side, actually two wide to the left. They throw a little screen play out to the right, and it's bottled up by D.J. Johnson, a gain of three, but it's going to set up a third and long as they try to get the screen play out there to the far side of Dowell. He made a nice catch on it, but D.J. Johnson was just right there, right on top of it, going nowhere. So that'll set up third and seven, a huge play here for the Lex defense as Hubbard has them lined up already, takes the shotgun snap, fakes the give, and another timeout Lex as they've used two and three plays. And to be quite honest with you, they that was just going to be a quarterback keeper by Hubbard. I don't think that was going anywhere. They must have not liked what they saw pre-snap. That's okay, though. You get three of them, and you can't take them to the next half, so why not use them, especially when you're up 20-0 to zero, the way the Minutemen are? And you just do not want to let Mount Vernon get on the board here before halftime. Although Lexington does get the ball to start the second half. If you can get into halftime with a 20-0 to zero lead and the ball to start the second half, if you just come out and control the ball, and I'm sure that was the emphasis all week at practice, Get the lead and control the ball. I'm, I think I feel pretty confident watching the Minutemen right now. I mean, it's hard to say that after coming off last week, but they look great again tonight. And Mount Vernon a little more one-dimensional than Clearfork. Has Hubbard in the shotgun, two wide to the left, one to the right. Third and seven, takes the snap. He's going to keep it again. Same exact play, and off the right side, he's going to get nowhere. That'll set up fourth and seven. What do you do here? going to go for it you almost have to but well if you do and turn it over you give lex three minutes and good field position i i don't know Derek, but mount vernon seems so desperate to score here and they should be but it's almost like they're forcing it where if they would have played more of the field position game early on instead of going for it so many times on fourth down this might be a different game had they punted earlier on yeah because you could have pinned the minutemen in the side several of their own times 10. Yeah. yeah at least twice Instead, they've gone for it three times, haven't got it any of those three times on fourth down. This will be the fourth time. And oh, now they're, they're going to take it a over. timeout. So we've had three timeouts in the last three plays. And this one will go to Mount Vernon. So Lex has used all three of their timeouts this half. Mount Vernon's used two. They've got one left. We'll keep it right here this time as... Lex has the lead, 20-0. Looking 
looking good early on. We'll try to get you some scores here from around uh, North Central Ohio, and specifically the OCC as conference play started tonight. So we've got to keep an eye on the OCC. As we're trying to get the VSBN radio scoreboard brought up here. It's a tight one at Mansfield. West Holmes and the TY Tigers deadlocked at 7. Ashland and Sandusky Perkins deadlocked at 7. Ashland in danger of going 0-4 if they lose this game tonight. By the way, Ashland, the one team in the OCC that's playing a non-conference game tonight, the rest of the way they'll be in the conference. One team every week has the night off from conference play in the OCC because they have seven teams. Lexington. Uh, incidentally, will play their last non-conference game in week 10. And uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary putting it all on, uh, putting it all over Worcester right now, 28-3. to Wow. So Worcester in, in danger of dropping to 2-2. Two and two. Fourth and seven, a huge play here for the Yellow Jackets. Fourth and seven from the Lex 37-yard line. Hubbard in the shotgun, takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's being pressured, and he's going to be touched, oh. but he gets out of there somehow as Leighton Osa just couldn't catch him, and first Hubbard down. runs it over the 25 for a first down. And, Derek, I think Nosa had the jersey of Hubbard but just couldn't bring him down. Definitely a busted play there. They were looking to go to 44. Man. Coverage was there. Yeah, you're right. He had his mitts on him. He just couldn't he bring him down. He was right there, Leighton Nosa was. But Hubbard with great wheels on that play to get the first down to the ninth, uh, to the 24, excuse me, takes the snap here. And Owen's going to bust through yeah. a hole, and oh, he's going to get down tackle. to the six and a touchdown saving tackle by D.J. Johnson back there. And thank goodness he was there because you give the Minutemen a shot here to stop the Yellow Jackets, but they do get down to the six. They're in the red zone. First and goal from the six. Hubbard already has him lined up, takes the snap, gives Owens again, and this time he's bottled up. A gain of one. He'll be tackled at the five. And that touchdown saving tackle could be huge here. Well, Lexington has no timeouts, so you got to get lined up and ready to go. 2.15 to go, second quarter. Minutemen up 20 to zero. Second and goal from the five. Hubbard again gives Owens off the left side, and he's going to be tackled again. Sure. He does pick up a couple. Third and goal. Yep. Minutemen looking good here now. They let that big play go, but they've stood strong the last two plays. We'll see if they can stop the Yellow Jackets. They've got to stop them twice in a row, though. It's third and goal from the two. Definitely a jumbo package here. They're Definitely a the jumbo ball. package. <laughs> Hubbard in the Keeper. shotgun yep. takes the snap. He's going to run off the right side. Yeah. He gets in. Great design play yeah. there. Everybody knew what was coming. They just couldn't stop it. Yeah, there was not much of a chance as... Mount Vernon put in basically every offensive lineman they have on their roster and let Hubbard take the quarterback sneaker, uh, sneak off the right side with 1.41 to go. Second quarter, Mount Vernon on the board for the first time tonight. On to attempt the extra point. Christian Dean, the senior for the Yellow Jackets. Snaps a good one. Kick is up, and the kick is right down the middle. So Mount Vernon strikes. They cut the lead. It's 20-7. to seven. But the Minutemen have a minute 41 to go in the first half. They do not have any timeouts, however. But a minute 41, you know, in high school football, every first down the clock stops. I wouldn't be surprised if Mount Vernon did something with this kickoff here. You might be right, Derek. Because they've just, they've really made no bones about it. They have no interest in playing a straight up normal game of football tonight. They've gone for it on every fourth down, but two of them. 
They haven't kicked a field goal when they could have. They really are not afraid to give minute, the Minutemen good field position. And we'll see. It looks like Dean is going to set the ball up here. We'll see what they do. They might squib it. This will be Dean's first kickoff too, Derek, so we'll really get a sense of how good his leg is. And he's marking off a short kick here. It's going to be short regardless of what it is. Might be a pooch, might be an onside kick. We'll see. Dean just waiting for the whistle. He gets it. He takes his two steps, and he's going to pooch it to the left, or to the oh. to his left, excuse me. And Neinschwander Man. muffs the return, but he jumps back on it. <laughs> and that was just such a weird kick, Derek. And like yeah. you said, I mean, it's just like Mount Vernon just wants to run some non-traditional stuff tonight. And Neinschwander did get back on it, though. And the Minutemen have the ball at the 31. Yeah, it's still not bad. I mean, you got time. Minute 38 to go, second quarter. Lexington with a 20-7 lead, looking for a positive start to OCC play here. As we look around at the scores in the OCC, Derek, the OCC may be wide open after tonight. Obviously the two favorites, West Holmes and Mansfield, but they're going head-to-head -head right now, so one of them's got to lose. Here we go. Minutemen send two to the right, two to the left. Cole Pauly in the shotgun. He's going to hand it off. Carson Berry up the middle, and he's going to get two. And he'll be brought down. Minutemen with no timeouts remaining here in the first half. So they're going to have to, if they want to score here, they're going to have to hurry. They may just be trying to burn yeah. the clock, though. We'll see. Yep. They send Roush and Eichler off to the left. Thomas and Newman off to the right. Cole Pauly getting them lined up. Carson Berry right behind him. He's going to go in the pistol this time. Second and seven from the 34-yard line. Pauly takes the snap. He's back to pass. Near sideline. Carter Newman caught it. He's going to get out of bounds around the 45-yard line. Good pass. Good catch. Good awareness by Carter to stay on the sideline here. And he's going to be marked out at the 44 officially. And a first down Minutemen. Doesn't look like they're just going to be happy with this lead. Looks like they're trying to get a little more. Gain of 13 there. Clock stopped, 102 to go first half. Cole Pauling in the pistol. He's got two left, one to the right. Carson Berry right behind him. First and 10 from the 44. Pauly takes the snap. Back to pass near sideline. Carter Newman dropped this one. And he was wide open, yes, but I he think was. he was looking up the field because he knew he was open, took his eye off the ball. And it'll set up second and 10. But the uh, Yellow Jackets are giving the Minutemen all kinds of cushion out here on these short curl routes. We'll see if the Minutemen stay with it. Second and 10. Clock did stop, though, with 59 seconds to go in the first half. Cole Pauly sends Roush and Eichler off to the left. Thomas and Newman off to the right in the pistol. Second and 10. Pauly takes the snap, looking in the slot. Caden uh, Eichler catches a little curl Ooh. route, and he's trying to get out of there and get to the far sideline, but hey, he's tackled in bounds. Hurry up, hurry up. Gain of eight. Uh, third and two coming up for the Minutemen. They've got to go here. 43 seconds. The clock is running. Two to the right, two to the left. Pauly going to go in the pistol this time. Third and two from the Yellow Jacket 48-yard line. Takes the snap. Back to pass. Far sideline. He's got Roush on the far sideline. Caught it and gets out of bounds at the 40. Good play there. Pick up the first down and you stop the clock. Absolutely. With 32 seconds left. And now they can kind of get relaxed here and get their offense set up as they do get back in the huddle with the clock stopped. Cole Pauly looking for the play. 
Still got all those receivers in there. They break the huddle. They're going to send Carter Newman, Mason Thomas to the right, Caden Eichler, Scotty Rouse to the left. Cole Pauly in the shotgun this time with Carson Berry on his right hip. First and 10 from the 40. Takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's winding up. He's going down the middle of the field. He's got Carter Newman. He caught it. And he's in the end zone. Touchdown. Minuteman. Great play. I was just going to say before the call, no safety over the top. It was one-on-one on the outside. Cole, Cole made a great pass. Got some air under it. Hit him right in stride. 40 yards. Great drive to end the half there. Great drive. Cole Pauly to Carter Newman again. We've seen it before this year. Third touchdown in the first half. Passing, that is. Yes, sir. Cole Pauly. Having a great first half. They're going to go for two here as they miss that last extra point. So they're going to send one to the right, one to the left. Pauly's going to be in the pistol. Hudson Moore in there now with Carson Berry as well. And, well, the <laughs> well, Aiden Nickel went to snap the ball, and then he he, he basically snapped it but didn't <laughs> let it go. He, he held on to it. He made the snapping motion but didn't actually follow through with it. They're still going to go for two either way, it looks yeah. like here. So we'll just mark off the five yards. Technically, it's a false start. So line up and go for two again. What a great call there at the end of the half. Not settling for the lead. Wow, they're oh, going to call okay. an encroachment. So that'll give the Minutemen an extra yard and a half here. It'll go from the three to the one and a half now. So that could be huge. Once again, offsides on Mount Vernon. Sixth time tonight, yeah. Derek, on Just defense. on that penalty. Just that penalty alone. Just offsides. So they're going to go for two here. Caden Eichler splits far to the left. Carter Newman off far to the right in the pistol. Pauly with Hudson Moore and Carson Berry in the backfield with him. They'll take the snap, fake the give, going to throw mm. a little slant route, and it's just in front and a little bit low of Caden Eichler. So they don't get the two, but Lexington has already put up 26 points tonight, and we're not even to halftime yet. It's 26 to 7, 24 and a half seconds to go in the first half. The Minutemen will have to kick the ball off and defend here. But a great first half for the Minutemen. And more importantly, you put points up on the board before half, and you get the ball coming out. That is true. That is true, Derek. I mean, you're sort of quietly, not quite there yet, but you're quietly on the doorstep of a 30-point running clock situation. If the Minutemen can score on that first possession of the second half, they're going to be right there at that 30-point mark almost. If they get another touchdown and get the extra point, let's say, they'll be at a 26-point lead, which would put that running clock situation within grasp. But... I know everyone listening at home is thinking <laughs> back to last week already, and let's not get ahead of ourselves. But again, though, it's just hard to see the Minutemen losing this game just the way they've controlled both sides of the ball. Yeah, Clear Fork made great adjustments in the second half, and just the disarray that Mount Vernon's offensive side has been. I, I, I don't know if I see them making that big of adjustments on defense to slow down Lexington. And they'll squib it down the far sideline. Will Perkins 
And coming up from the 15 to the 20 to the 25 and out to about the 28 was Fireball. Ryland Fireball. Mount Vernon's got one timeout. 19 seconds, 19.6. I'd keep everything in front of you here and uh, find number 44. That's your deep threat right now. So first and 10 from the 27. Yellow Jackets. See what they can do in 20 seconds here. They get it to ask you near sideline. He's to the 25. He's to the 26. To the 27. Going nowhere. And that may be the last play of the half, Derek. We'll see. As they are going to let the clock tick down. And that'll be the end of the first half. A great first half for the Minutemen. As they put up four touchdowns, three of them through the air. And they have a halftime lead of 26-7. to When we come back, we'll have scores from around the area. And uh, we won't have stats, but we'll have some drive recaps here in just a minute for you uh, from that first half. And we'll get you set for second half action. Lexington leads here at Mount Vernon 26-7 to at halftime on fearthevillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end. To make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. 
2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Back here at halftime at Yellow Jacket Stadium, Energy Field, where the Minutemen have a 26-7 lead over the Mount Vernon Yellow Jackets. And one of these two teams is going to get out of here with their first conference win of the year tonight. And hopefully it is your Minutemen as they've got a tough test next week coming up on the road at Worcester. So you definitely want to get this win tonight, get out of here with a lot of momentum, and go in there feeling good next week because Worcester is always a tough place to get a win. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you tonight. Let's look around uh, North Central Ohio at some scores here. Highland leading Mount Gilead 21 to nothing at games at halftime. Padua Franciscan is up 14 to zero over Sandusky. At halftime, a low scoring affair at Arlen Field. It's Mansfield Senior 7, West Holmes 7. Western Reserve over Crestview right now 13 to 7. Crestview is 3 and 0 and with a loss tonight, obviously they would uh, drop for the first time this year. Upper Sandusky 14, Mohawk 7. It is Norwalk 13, Edison 7. Northmore looking to remain undefeated. They are up 14-0 over Cardington Lincoln. East Knox 27, Centerburg 14. It is Colonel Crawford 17, Carey 14. That might be the game of the year in the N10. Shelby all over Ontario at halftime 21-0. It is... Let's see here. Cuyahoga Valley Christian over Loudonville, 27-6. St. Vincent St. Mary over Worcester, 28-3. Danville leads Fredericktown at halftime, 28-7. It's Bellevue, 34. Clear Fork, 7. Lucas all over Willard, 24-0 at halftime. Seneca East shutting out Buckeye Central, 27-0. It's uh, Sandusky Perkins, 14. Ashland, 7. Ashland in danger of starting 0-4. Winford, 36. Bucyrus, 14. River Valley trails Galleon in the second quarter, 21-18. It's Marion Harding, 18, Marion Pleasant, 7. Plymouth trails Monroeville, 26-21. Um, and we do have one more score here. It is uh, Lima Perry over Marion Elgin, 22-16. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back to recap the first half and get you set for second half action as the Band of Gold is on the field here performing at halftime. Lexington leads it right now at 
Mount Vernon 26-7 here on fearthevillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. 
This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. And the Lexington Band of Gold has exited the field, and now the Mount Vernon Yellow Jacket Marching Band has taken the field. And we are obviously here at halftime at Yellow Jacket Stadium and what they call Energy Field, where the Lexington Minutemen have a 26-7 lead, and they've done it. Really, three of the four touchdowns, I mean, were through the air, but they've done it in every way possible tonight. They've moved the football, and they've looked good doing it, Derek. Yeah, so Carson Berry opened up the scoring with a one-yard run in the first quarter to put the minimum on top. Then you sandwich around a couple of, uh, touchdown passes to uh, Hudson Moore. Both bootlegs, Both by the bootlegs, way. which I – great, great – play calling in the first half we were already talking about that uh, Mount Vernon did get on the board Joel Hubbard took it in from one yard with the super jumbo package there <laughs> to put uh, Mount Vernon on the board but that's Derek's uh, favorite formation jumbo right there. package the, the, the super jumbo I would be in that package so that's that's why I like it so Miniman could have just took a knee or just kind of ran the clock out a little bit going into halftime but they did not and Paulie threw a great ball, about a 40-yard touchdown to uh, Carter Newman. Hit him in stride, ran in, and that kind of recap. They did go for the extra point, or no, they went for two, um, and they did not connect. So that's where you get the 26 to yeah. seven. But the play calling has been great on the Minuteman side all all night. Nice sprinkles of passes in with the great runs. Um, and then Mount Vernon, like I said, they just they just didn't seem in sync on either side of the ball in that first half at all. I would say in the uh, now being his third year at the starting quarterback spot, this is probably the most balanced game plan we have seen in three years uh, with Cole Pauley at the helm. I mean, they have really mixed it very nicely. It doesn't feel like Carson Berry has got the overwhelming amount of touches, uh, but what he has gotten, he's done well with. And uh, Cole Pauley is just lighting it up through the air, but they're they're putting him in great opportunities to succeed. They're not making him throw uh, very hard passes. He's just putting simple passes on the money, letting his receivers do some of the work. And then the 40-yard touchdown, that was all Cole. I mean, he threw that 40 yards through the air. Probably as by the time he stepped back out of the shotgun, he probably let that thing go from about the 45-yard line. That was probably a 45-yard pass through the air on a dime to Carter Newman, who made a great catch. And uh, the Minutemen have just looked great on both sides of the ball so far tonight. But it's eerily similar to last <laughs> week. I think the difference, too, is that Paulie has had a pretty clean game in the pocket. He hasn't been, you know, there hasn't been a lot of pressure. I think the only time he got, if you call it a sack, was on that crazy play where the we didn't know yeah. if it was going to be an offsides or a motion or what. That's the that only time that I saw him yeah. really take a shot. Other than that, he's been really clean in the pocket. And then you talked about Lexington defense. They've just been – they put pressure on Hubbard. Hubbard's got a little more runs, but I think they're not designed. I think a lot of them are kind of busted plays, and yeah. he's just trying to make something with his legs. But, no, both sides of the ball have been pretty good to this point. But like you said, who makes the adjustments is probably going to win this game. So – Hopefully Lexington learned from last week. Um, yes, what you did in the first half worked, but guess what? They're going to make adjustments on Mount Vernon's side, so you have to make adjustments right back. Absolutely, and we'll see what those adjustments are. I mean, hopefully the Minutemen come out at least for the third quarter and keep this game balanced. You don't really want to start going run heavy till the fourth quarter. 
and uh, we'll see what they do as they are uh, still making those preparations. Neither team even close to coming out yet, as we've still got about seven minutes to go till second half action. The Mount Vernon Yellow Jacket Band still out here performing right in front of us, and uh, we are we are counting down the time, though, till the second half kickoff as we're under seven minutes now as Lexington with a huge lead here at Mount Vernon looking to go 1-0 to start the OCC season, and they lead it 26-7 over the Yellow Jackets right here on fearthevillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. 
Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. We are getting set for second half action. The bands have both left the field. Lexington is warming up down here off to our left in the north end zone. Mount Vernon has yet to take the field. Uh, but on the clock, there's about two and a half minutes to go until kickoff. And uh, presumably, though, they will add that three minutes that they usually add to the end of halftime. But uh, looks like they're going to have to add it either way because Mount Vernon still... Well, now I see him finally coming out of the locker room way over there. It's going to take him two minutes just to walk over here. Uh, but we are just about set for second half action as it was all Minutemen again in the first half. Now the question is, did they make the adjustments from last week? Did they make halftime adjustments in order to hang on to this lead and get out of here with a convincing win to start the OCC season? And... Uh, and, and like we said in the pregame, Derek, with the way the OHSAA playoff format is set up, Mount Vernon is a Division II team. Mm-hmm. Lexington is Division Three. Mm-hmm. This would be enormous playoff points for the Minutemen if they were able to get this win, especially because Mount Vernon, A, already has a win this year against a Division I team. B, they've got a couple more wins on the schedule, I believe. So every game Ontario wins, every game Mount Vernon wins, if the Lexington Minutemen get out of here with a win tonight. Any game that these teams that the Minutemen have beat, any teams they've beat, um, any game they go on to win later only helps the Minutemen. It's like a trickle-down effect. So there are just a million reasons for the Minutemen to do anything in their power to get out of here with a win tonight, especially when it comes to looking at the playoff picture. And then, of course, you know, you've got the OCC bragging rights to fight for. The Minutemen have struggled with Mount Vernon lately. We mentioned this also in the pregame, that the uh, Minutemen have not won down here at Mount Vernon in 10 years. Uh, So that's also something these young Minutemen are fighting for. So there are all kinds of things, big or small, uh, but there are all kinds of reasons that the Minutemen need to get out of here with this win tonight. And uh, for a young ball club, too, it's huge for your confidence to win a game on the road. So just just a million reasons. Um, and, and the Minutemen are going to have the opportunity to put this game away early here in the second half because they've got that 19-point lead already, but they get the ball to start the second half. And you've got to do something with it. Even if you don't score, you've got to get some first downs, kill the clock, Get Mount Vernon out of their rhythm. You know, with halftime, you've already been sitting over there for 20 minutes. If you can keep Mount Vernon's offense off the field for another 5 or 10, I mean, it's going to be 30 minutes since the offense for Mount Vernon has taken their last snap. 
So Lexington needs to control the ball, but don't get complacent and, and uh, you know, don't go run heavy here. I mean, the passing game worked. And if the if the Yellow Jackets are going to get up and start taking those short passes away, you might have a chance to hit one over the top deep. So the 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 Minutemen are just really playing with house money here. And uh, this is the last the last time uh, you would want to just get complacent and start running up the middle every play. Yeah, so uh, Coach Gerhard, he, if he's any – I mean, he's a great coach. All he has to do is talk to him about last week. They're almost yeah. in the same position they were last week. So I'm sure he's told them, yes, we're doing great. But remember last week, you've got to finish games. You've got to finish drives. You've got to finish plays. That's what it's going to come down to. If they can finish plays, drives, finish quarters, they will walk out of here with a victory. And uh, we're going to get a pretty good idea quickly here of the adjustments both teams made, and especially for the Lex offense. If they can score and rattle off a quick drive here, it's really going to put Mount Vernon on their heels. That's the thing the Minutemen were missing last week. They were never really able to just put the game away with a, a definitive touchdown drive in the second half. In fact, they didn't score in the second half. Uh, but even just one long touchdown drive, I believe, would have finished the game off last week. So, you know, we'll see if they can get that here tonight. But... As we talked several times in the first half as well, Mount Vernon's, just in general, uh, they're offensively and defensively looked all out of sorts. They had double-digit penalties in the first half, Mount Vernon did, and seven encroachment penalties alone. Um, so Mount Vernon has got to clean up the penalties if they want to have a chance to come back. And if you're the Minutemen, keep putting that pressure on them. Make them be on their heels. Make them make mistakes. And, uh, and just keep that pressure on. As we'll take one final look here before the uh, second half begins at some scores from around North Central Ohio. Specifically, we'll, we'll stick to the uh, OCC here to begin with. Senior High has taken a lead on West Holmes. It's 14-7 at Arlen Field. Sandusky Perkins right now leads Ashland 14-7. And it's St. Vincent St. Mary still clinging to that, uh, clinging to that 28-3 lead at Worcester. <laughs> Uh, in the MOAC, it's Galleon extending their lead over River Valley 28-18. Shelby leads Ontario 34-0. Clear Fork trailing Bellevue 34-7. And Marion Harding leads Pleasant 18-7. As we're just about set for second half action, the Minutemen have the lead 26-7. And they will have the ball to start the second half. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you. Glad to have you along tonight here on fearthevillage.com. And the Yellow Jackets will tee the ball up. It's Christian Dean, who had one kickoff opportunity in the first half, and he pooched it. The Minutemen thankfully got on it. And Dean has the ball up on the tee. He's only going to take two or three steps off again, so this might be something similar here. As Christian Dean waits for the whistle. And he gets it. And he runs up, and he'll pooch it. And this is going to go about 15 yards. And Aiden Nickel, the center for the Minutemen, gets over there and calls a fair catch. Wow. He didn't only catch it. He yeah. called for a fair catch. Great awareness from the center to make that, that play. Unbelievable. Put him back to return kicks from now on. So the Minutemen are going to start with this football at the 41-yard line. I'd Already a million times better than how they started last week. 
I don't understand the logic there at all. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> That's just a microcosm of the of the Mount Vernon play calling tonight. So the Minutemen come out with a chance to really put a nail in this coffin early here. They've got one off to the right, one to the left in the pistol. Cole Pauley takes the snap. He's going to give Carson Berry off the left side. He's through a hole. He's to the 45 and over the 45 to the 46, a gain of five on first down. It's going to set up second and five, Derek. Great first down call there, getting five yards. And like you said, just run the ball, sprinkle in some passes. And... Take your time between Take plays. Take your time. No reason to rush here, but you also don't want to get into that rhythm of calling the same play too many times here. You want to keep Mount Vernon on their heels. Second and five from their own 45. Cole Pauley has two to the right, one to the left, and the pistol. He's back to pass. He throws far sideline. He's got his man. It's Scotty Roush. He catches and gets out. Over the 50, he's got the first down to the 46-yard line. And he was trying to get some yards after the catch, but I think one of his heels might have been on the sideline over there, and they blew the play dead. Very similar call in the first half where he actually dropped the ball. This time he, he gets the ball in his hands and turns and runs after, gets a couple more yards. And enough to get the first down. So Minutemen over midfield. They get to the Mount Vernon 46-yard line, first and 10. They'll send Carter Newman off to the left. They've got one wide receiver, a Eichler, off to the right. And the pistol, Cole Pauley, takes the snap. He's going to give Carson Berry up the middle, and he's going to be hit. Still falls forward for two yards. And the Minutemen will uh, get this clock rolling here. And it'll be second and eight. As Carson does have that one touchdown tonight, he's got nine on the year now. Eight of them on the ground, one of them on a punt return. Mount Vernon is doing a good job eliminating the big play on the ground. Yeah. That might have been some emphasis yes. for him this week. I mean, Barry's still having a good day on the ground. He just hasn't busted that 30-40 yeah. yard little, run. Little yards at a time, and I should correct myself. His one touchdown that wasn't a run was a kick return. Mm. Two off to the right, one to the left. Pauly in the single back pistol, second and eight, takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking. He pump fakes. Now he's going to throw as he's pressured. And what are we going to get here, Nick? Is this going to be a – or Derek, excuse me. Is this going to be a hold or a roughing the passer? I, I'm pretty sure it, it looks like it's going to be a hold. Aiden Nickel yep. was back there, and he yeah. did hold as Cole Pauly got hit as he threw the ball away, and I think Nickel was trying to keep him away from it. And, Derek, I called you Nick for the second time <laughs> It's okay. Either way, you're both lasers. <laughs> yeah, I should just start good. calling yep. you by your last name. Laser. Then I can't go wrong. Laser Senior. There you go. You ever think about uh, naming Nick Derek Jr.? Never. Okay. <laughs> this is the get-to-know-you portion of the, you go. of the ball game with Derek Laser. So it was a hold. That's going to set up Derek. Well, it should still be second down. Is that correct? Yeah, it should be. I think so. they're about should, to fix yeah, it. it should be Either second. way, though, it's going to be second in a mile. We've seen this a couple times tonight. Big doubles, big doubles. Second and big doubles. <laughs> I love Derek's lingo. This is go. why. This is why we brought him up here. All right, so second and a mile. They still don't even have it up on the scoreboard yet. They'll send two to the left, two to the right. Cole Pauley in the shotgun. Second and 24 from their own 44. Pauley takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking. He's looking. He's looking. He's going to run right. He's going to throw on the run. He's got his man, and Carter Newman just dropped it as it was just a hair behind him. Cole had all day back there. Offensive line did a great job 
And even when he ran out of the pocket, I think that was more or less just to kind of see if he could get another option yeah. open. He had time, he, and he threw a nice ball yep. on the run there, but it was just a hair behind Carter Newman. Hit him in the hands, but kind of had to reach back for it, and it was incomplete. So 10-17 to go, third quarter. Third and 24 from their own 40. And the Minutemen again will bring out four wide receivers, two to the right, two to the left. Cole Pauly in the shotgun with Carson Berry on his left hip. It's third and 24. Pauly takes the shotgun snap. He's back to pass, looking near sideline. He's got Roush. He's got room. He's over the 50. Scotty Roush making a move, and he's going to get down to about the 47 near the original line of scrimmage. But what that does, at least, Derek, is it allows you to be in a, a good punting position here yeah. to pin Mount Vernon deep. And got, you get the clock running again as well. I think this is the first punt of the night. And you would be correct as Caden Eichler heads back there for the first time tonight. Nine Schwander will snap it back. Back to return. Johnny Askew from Mount Vernon. He's going to stand inside his own 10-yard line. As the ball's going to be snapped right here on the near hash right in front of us. And a great snap by Nine Schwander. Eichler going to get a high wobbling punt, but it's going to go across the field, and this might roll, and it's going to go out of bounds over at about the 26. Seven, and that is where it'll go out of bounds. So all said and done, I think Caden kicked that ball about 30 or 35 <laughs> yards, but he's only going to get about well, he's only going to get about maybe 15 yards total on the punt. I didn't think they wanted to get close to ask you at all with that. Yeah. I think that's why he angled it I think that you're way. Right. Single car, single man back. You have yep. the opportunity to pick kind of where you want to punt it there. So. First and 10, Mount Vernon has it for the first time here in the second half. They're trailing. Minutemen lead it 26-7. As Hubbard has four wide, takes the snap, gets it out to Askew here in the near flat. He breaks a tackle. He's through into the secondary and near a first down. And he might have... Actually, Derek, that's a very favorable Minuteman spot. He's going to be about a yard yeah. or two short of a first down. Gain of nine, second and one. As the Minutemen had him at the line of scrimmage, I didn't see who it was, but Askew got out of there and got the first, oh, near the first down, it second was, and one. It was Eichler. And Eichler's been right there all night as Hubbard takes this shotgun snap. He's flinging it down the near sideline, and we are going to have a pass interference down here. Yeah, easy as call right there. Dylan easy Dow. Call. Yep, DJ Johnson was on coverage. Dylan Dow. And I that ball, though, was really not catchable, but DJ was just kind of – right on Dowell's back, and it was hard not to at least call a hold there. Yeah, unfortunately in high school, there's no non-catchable yep. ball. They're going to call that every time. And that is a pass interference. So. They got a little something cooking here. 8.53 to go, third quarter. We'll see if the Minutemen can buckle down here. Stay strong. Got to get the ball back to the offense here and get the clock running. As Hubbard sends two to the left, Askew in the slot, he sends Dowell to the right. He's in the shotgun with one on his left hip. It is first and 10. Yellow Jackets at the at the Lexington 49, excuse me. They'll take the snap. Owens off the right side. He's going to be bottled up. He might have gotten one on the near side here. Evan Owens, the junior. He's had a bunch of carries tonight, but really hasn't done much as this Lexington run defense is really the strength of this defense. 
As it'll set up second and 10, they actually didn't give him any gain on that. From the Lexington 49, Hubbard's got three wide again. Takes the high snap. He's back to pass. He's got Askew again. He gets out of the initial tackle, but now he's going to be bottled up by four or five minute men after a gain of about five. And it'll set up third and five. A big third down coming up here for the Lexington defense. And we have a timeout on the field for an injured yellow. Actually, that's a, a minute man down there. I can't tell who it is. Looks like one of the linemen. And we'll try to figure out who it is, but I can't see a number from this angle. As we have a minute here, we'll get reset. 8.25 to go, third quarter. Lexington with a 26-7 lead. An injured minute man is down on the field. And we will... Uh, who do you see down there, Derek? That's a seven. Big 74. I think yeah. that's that might be Braden uh, Mumaw. Uh, it is. So it's Braden like Mumaw, the off. big sophomore, 6'1", 235. Two, wait, hold on a second, 235. <laughs> Whoever printed this, and it was me, whoever printed this <laughs> <laughs> roster made the font way too small. Uh, I'm trying to fit it all uh, on, on one, one page, page Derek. Yeah, yeah. You understand. I understand that, yeah. As senior high still with that 14-7 lead over West Holmes. Ashland has tied it back up mm. against Sandusky Perkins at 14. Mount Vernon back on the field. A big third down here, third and four. Hubbard has three wide. He takes a shotgun snap. He'll fake the give. He's trying to get there outside. And Peyton Forbes slings him backwards. There he stays on go. his feet. And the Minutemen knock him out. As back at the original line of scrimmage, a loss of five. Hubbard goes out of bounds. Fourth Great down. pursuit by Baden. As he kind of slung Hubbard backwards yep. there. And the rest of the Minutemen got there and finished the playoff. And as Derek said, a big fourth down, fourth and 10. Right near midfield at the Lexington 49. Let's see if the Minutemen can get a big stop here. 8.15 to go third quarter. That would be huge for the Minutemen defense here. I would find Askew here, 44. That's the, that's the guy. And Eichler's going to line up on him. Two wide left, one to the right. Hubbard in the shotgun, trying to get the Minutemen to go offside. They don't do it. Now he looks over to get a different play call. He'll take it, fourth and ten. Back to pass. He's getting pressured immediately. Uh, Throws it out here to Dow on the near side. He is going to be tackled out of bounds, yep. but not before he was able to just get the first down by a couple of yards, a gain of 12 and a first down. Got a little bit of pressure on him, but he flung the ball in there pretty good. Nice, nice play. And it looked like Baden was just coming right down the yeah, barrel there, but couldn't get there in time. And they'll hurry up, two to the left, one to the right, another shotgun snap. Owens off the right side. They bottle him up again, and he might get a yard or two, but the Minutemen run defense as strong as ever off the right side there. Gain of two. It's going to set up second and eight. Ben, don't break here. And tackle inbounds. As early as it is, you still want to keep that clock yeah, running. Absolutely. Hubbard in the shotgun again. Takes the snap back to pass. He's looking down the middle of the field. He's got Askew down there. Overshoots him at the goal line. Yeah, great coverage there. That'll set up third down, Derek. Yep, great coverage. He was tracking the ball the entire time. And Eichler was there. Yep. Great coverage by Eichler. And really didn't let Askew get around him to track that ball down. There was no way for Askew to get there because he would have had to run over Caden Eichler to do it. He actually bumped Eichler a little bit in the back. So third and eight, 7.38 to go third quarter. This is a huge play again for the Minuteman defense. Hubbard in the shotgun, two wide left, one right. 
Takes the snap, back to pass. He's looking near side at Dowell, and Dowell is going to incomplete. Miss the catch as it went kind of right under him. Yep. Another, Hubbard, another fourth down. Hubbard put that in a decent spot away from the uh, defense there. I think it was DJ Johnson, but uh, Dowell had to kind of go down to his knees to catch it and went right under him. And as Derek said, another fourth down. Either way, you're burning clock here <laughs> if you're the Yellow Jackets, which is a good thing for the Minutemen, but you got to get the ball back here if you're Lexington. Hubbard in the shotgun again, two left. Askew in the slot, Dowell off to the right. He's got Owens on his right hip. Fourth and eight from the 35, takes the snap, back to pass. He pump fakes, he's going to roll right. He's going to keep rolling right, and he's going to run out of room. Minutemen push him out of bounds. And he doesn't get the first down. A turnover on downs, just what the Minutemen needed. And they'll take the ball back, and they'll hopefully start to run some of this clock off and get out of here with a win tonight. Although we've still got plenty of time left for Mount Vernon, but if the Minuteman can put together a nice drive here and score, you got to like the odds tonight. Great stand by the defense. I would take that as a coverage sack right there. Yes. He had nowhere to go with the ball. Well, and he only had one wide receiver to the right, but that's where he rolled out to. So it was really kind of put himself in a tough spot yeah. there. Once again, I don't understand some of the play calling of Mount Vernon right now, especially going on fourth down so many times in this game. Yep. They have they, not wanted to play the field position game tonight at all. Have they even converted one? I don't even know I, if they've converted one. They might have converted well, they one. They did on that yeah, one drive yeah, they early in the yep. drive, but that yep. was it. First and ten, Minutemen have the ball now, and mm. getting a carry is going to be Carson Berry, and he's going to get nowhere as he might have lost one. Yeah. But for the Minutemen, you get the clock rolling, which is just music to our ears. Let's run that baby down. Doesn't matter how you do it. You just got to get out of here with a win tonight. Seven minutes to go. Clock is rolling in the third quarter. 26-7. Lexington has the lead. And the ball, second and 11 on their own 35-yard line. Scotty Roush going to come in and bring the play to Cole Pauly. And Pauly breaks the huddle. Roush and Eichler off to the left. Carter Newman split off by himself to the right. Cole Pauly in a single back pistol, second and 11. Takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's going to be pressured immediately. Gets out of there, flings it down the middle of the field and just over the head of Baden Forp. He had him, but he was kind of scrambling there and overshot him. Paulie did a great job to get out of harm's way there. He kind of jumped to the left, jumped to the right, and I think he just threw that ball off his back foot. If he could have get set, he probably could have hit him because yes. Baden was wide open. Baden was open in the middle of the field, but just overshot him, and it seemed like Mount Vernon got in there really quick on that play. Yeah, really, did. That's one of the first times tonight we've seen that. They've not had good pressure on Cole tonight, really. So this is another big play for the Minutemen, but this time it's on offense. Third and 11 at their own 35-yard line. 6.30 to go third quarter. They'll send two to the left, two to the right. Cole Pauly in the shotgun this time. He's got Barry on his right hip. Third and 11, takes the snap. Back to pass. He's pressured immediately. He's going to have to try to get out of there. He does get out of there. He's still running around defenders, though. He's coming near side. He throws a, well, he looked like he was going to try to get it out of there, and he didn't. He hung on to it as he pump faked and ran out of bounds. And there is a flag down. I thought he was going to let go of that, Derek, because he yeah. had three minute men just kind of huddled down here. <laughs> thought he might give it a shot. Thought he was going to let that one fly. Probably got a hold here. Anytime the, the pocket yeah. collapses like that yep. and you're running around, you probably get a hold. And again, though, a great job of Cole to get out of there. Yep, because I mean, number five looked like he was shot out of gun th going through there. He was untouched. 
They might decline this year. They're going to – they do decline yeah. it. They'll make it fourth down. Yeah. Minute men will have to punt. But the good thing is here, Derek, at this time last week, Clear Fork had already scored two yep. touchdowns in the second half. So far, Mount Vernon and Lexington just kind of trading the ball back and forth with no damage done to this point. Absolutely. Lex still leads it 26-7. to 6.30 to go in the third quarter. Caden Eichler will stand back there to punt. Schwander will snap it back. Eichler standing on his own 19-yard line. Johnny Askew back, standing on his own 35. And, well, Mount Vernon thinks this is going to be a penalty on Lex as the whistle was blown, and it is yeah. a false start on Lex. So we'll push it back even more, and we'll make it fourth and 19 now. Going to need a big boot here to get us out of trouble. And we'll see if they continue to play it away from Johnny Askew or at least get a – a good hang time on it. Give your coverage team time to get down there. Now Eichler will stand back on his own 13. Well, great coming. snap by Nineschwander. They do come for it, but a great punt. Beautiful punt. End over end. It's going to the far oh, side angle. There you go. And Askew's oh. going to take it off the bounce. And the Minutemen are down there, but they don't get him on the first That's hit, right. but they do get him at the 40. Boy, that could have been trouble either way. And Derek sweating a little bit on that one. Well, I thought. That was a good punt, though, <laughs> by Eichler. It was a Eichler. very good great punt. punt. Nice tight spiral hanging up in the air. Got the coverage team down there. And all things considered, Lexington's defense in a decent position here. But Mount Vernon is going to start this drive at their own 40. 6.17 to go. Askew is on the, si Askew's on the sidelines right now. Don't know. Maybe just giving them a breather. Could be. As they'll send two to the left. Dowell is down here by himself to the right. Minutemen send a late defender on. Hubbard in the shotgun. He'll take the snap. Give Owens up the middle. He's hit at the line of scrimmage, but gets through the hole and fights for about a six, maybe seven-yard gain there on first down. But again, Derek, anytime that clock is running, it's a good thing for the Minutemen. As now Askew back on. He's in the slot to the right. And now what? We've got a whistle. They break the huddle with too many people? Or? Oh, no, they're moving the ball up a little bit. They didn't have a good spot initially yeah. there, so they'll respot the ball. It was a gain of six, second and four coming up for the Yellow Jackets. Hubbard has one, two to the right, one to the left, and the shotgun takes the snap oh. to Owens. Now they're going to run a reverse. Oh. It's Askew coming off the left side. He's got room to run. He's oh. over midfield. A big block, yep, in, the block in the back. That's going to be yep. coming back, but Askew still running down the far sideline. He's to the 15 and brought down, yeah. but this is going to be a huge block in the back on the far sideline Yep, and a break for the Minutemen. Great play call there, though. As Jamarian Fagan just got absolutely oh, blindsided from behind. Yeah. And thank goodness he did because he was the only Minuteman on that side of the field. Yep. <laughs> Put an extra flag down there for extra emphasis there. And, Derek, since when did this Minuteman – Student section fill in so nicely over there. They're yeah. like four or five rows deep. Yeah, they, they came a little bit. Let's see if we can get the cheerleaders down there to get them riled up. And uh, carry the Minutemen home with a win. Looks like Fagan's all right. He's over here. Got the coverage. <laughs> he did get blasted, <laughs> though. Derek saw that in real time. He knew that was coming. So 5.37 to go. That penalty is going to push... Mount Vernon, well, it's it – pu It pushed him back because of it's the – It's going to be spot from foul. the yeah, spot. So yeah. it's second and five, yeah. but back to the 45 now of Mount Vernon. 
Hubbard in the shotgun, two to the right, one to the left. He'll take the snap. He's back to pass. He's going to throw it down the middle of the field. Oh. And Caden Eichler almost had the pick. It went right through his hands. I don't think he thought he was going to be there. Mm -mm. It kind of surprised him, I think. Yeah. And he reached up, tried to snag it in. Couldn't hang on. Once again, great coverage, though. He was right there. Eichler has been all over yeah. the place tonight. And that'll set up third and five. For the Yellow Jackets from their own 45. Minutemen lead it 26-7. Hubbard with two to the right and one to the left. He takes the snap. He's going to fling it near side. Oh. And it is almost picked off again as it went off the receiver's hands. That was fireball over here. And Caden Eichler just about ran under that one and picked it off. That would have been a pick six. Oh, hey, looks like they're punting. <laughs> of all the times right. to change your strategy... <laughs> Now the Yellow Jackets are going to at least appear to punt. Yeah, I mean, we'll you're, in, you're in midfield. 26-7, Lex in the lead, and hopefully getting the ball back here in just a moment. As Kuhlman, Lane Kuhlman, standing on his own 32 to punt this ball away. It's a oh, low man. snap. He does handle it, though. He gets it out of there. there. There's a flags. flag down. Punt goes to the far sideline and out of bounds, but we'll see what now, the flag is. Now, if this is. is offsides on Lexington, it <laughs> could be enough to give them a first Wouldn't down. Wouldn't that be a turn of events? So, we're going to see what the flag is. And, Derek, who knows? We have had more penalties in this game than I think the first it's, three weeks combined. It's been a lot. <laughs> Trying to get them organized, and it's on Mount Vernon. I think okay. Lexington, you know, if they have the choice here, which I'm sure they do, they are going to decline this. Illegal formation on the uh, Yellow yep, Jackets. That is declined. And the Minutemen should have the ball on the Mount Vernon side of the field here. Let's see where they – well, they did decline the penalty, but let's see where the punt went out of bounds at the 43. Okay. So by my math, if I'm remembering where the ball started on that play, that was a 12-yard punt. Absolutely and setting up great field position for the Minutemen as they'll take the field here. First and 10. Oh. So they will give them the penalty. Yeah. And they'll go from the 43 to the 48-yard line. And you could not ask for a better gift for the Minutemen than having the ball at midfield with five minutes to go in the third quarter. If you can get this into the end zone, this game is... Dare I say it, Derek? Yeah, don't it's say over. It. I'm don't saying say it. it. It's if they score here. I tell you what, though, they've had great field position all night. I think one yep. series they've been backed up, but they've had great field position all night. Minutemen out there, ready to go. They've got Carter Newman split off to the left. Only one wide receiver this time as they go to actually Cam Crago in there. So they'll go two to the left. Crago in the slot. Still getting things figured out. Two to the left, Crago in the slot, Cole Polly in the pistol with Hudson Moore and Carson Berry. First and 10 from the 48-yard line. They'll send Newman in motion. They will give it. Carson Berry off the left side. He's got a little room. If he can get out here, he gets out of an ankle tackle, gets over midfield, and he's to the 48-yard eh, line. They'll give him four. But if he could have just gotten out of there a little faster, but he had to break an ankle tackle first, yeah. and that let the Yellow Jackets kind of catch up to him as uh, – Carson was trying to get that near edge down here. Still, though, a gain of four runs the clock, and it's second and six coming up. You're staying ahead of the chains. You're doing everything right this half if you're the Minutemen. Now you just got to go score one. 
It seems like this quarter is going slow. It really does. <laughs> it's like it's dragging. Two to the left for Cole Pauley. It's Crago and Newman off to the left in the pistol. Second and six. He'll send Newman in motion. They will give it to Newman. Oh. It's a little end around yeah. off the right side. A flag. It's going to come back, but Newman does pick up four. Second flag comes in. Maybe we've got a face mask over there on the far sideline. Maybe he's offset. I wouldn't mind that. Now nah, we've got an, maybe an illegal formation. I see on one. One of the referees says illegal formation. And, well, what about this one down here? Yeah, what's though? the second flag? He just did it for emphasis. <laughs> and I think both referees had the same thing, but one threw it from one side and one threw it from the other. So that'll be a five-yard penalty. It'll, sec it'll uh, set up second and 11, and it'll back the Minutemen back onto their side of midfield now. We're just ping-ponging back and forth. That's okay, because you're up. And the clock runs on the referee whistle. 4.15 to go, third quarter. Minutemen up by 19 points. They'll send two to the left, two to the right. Cole Pauly in the single back pistol. Second and 11 from their own 47-yard line. Pauly takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking down the middle of the field. He's got four up again for a first down. And he's over the 35, down to the 33-yard line, and a big play there for the Minutemen. And Baden Forup with another catch tonight. Great pitch and catch there. Their pressure was coming. I mean, if, if Cole didn't get that ball out quick, he might have been still laying down because they sent, they sent the house on that one. And it seems like anytime Baden makes a catch, it's always in the middle of the field, streaking down the field. First and 10, Minutemen down at the Mount Vernon 34-yard line. They'll send two to the left, one to the right. Pauly in the single back pistol. He'll take the snap, give Carson Berry. Running up the middle, he's to the 25, and he's down to the 22 where he takes a hard shot. We've got penalties all over the place again. Another illegal formation on the Minutemen, it looks like. And I think what's happening, Derek, is they've got too many men lined yeah. up on the line without having a guy kind of offset there. Yep. Uh, the, and co now, the coaches in the box should see that. And they are taking a timeout to get this figured out. Yeah. Because that's the second time that's happened on this possession. We'll take a quick timeout with them. 3.31 to go third quarter, 26-7. to 7. Lexington leads it here on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. The big question here, Derek, can the Minutemen get in the end zone and uh, top off this drive and hopefully the game? With 3.31 to go in the third quarter, Minutemen lead it 26-7, but they do have it first and 15 at the Mount Vernon 39-yard line. Cole Pauley sends him out. He's got two split off to the right in the pistol. He sends Newman in motion, takes the snap. He'll give Hudson Moore up the middle. He's fighting. He's going to get a few. Well, maybe only two there. 
but a hard-earned two for Hudson Moore. And more importantly, Derek, this is going to be my theme here as we go throughout the rest of the <laughs> night. Keep the clock running. That was a lot of misdirection for a two-yard gain there. <laughs> I mean, a lot of stuff was. going on there. Send a man in motion. Give it to your fullback. Classic. And Derek... We are under three minutes to go, third quarter. I am watching that clock like a hawk. They split off two to the right this time. Cole Pauly in the pistol, second and 13. He sends Newman in motion again. They'll give it to him, an end around coming near side. He's going to be bottled up. He's going to have to fight for every yard here, and he does get one. And he'll get to the 36-yard line. Clock continues to run, but now it's going to be third and 12. And the Minutemen not... Even close to being in field goal range here. So we'll see what they draw up as Mason Thomas comes in off the sideline, as well as Scotty Roush. And Kate Eichler's going to be in there. So we're going to have wide receivers all over the place here. Third and 12. They'll send two to the left, two to the right. Cole Pauley and the shotgun with Carson Berry on his left hip from the 36-yard line. He takes the third and 12 snap. He's back to pass. He's being pressured. He rolls right. He's got time. He's still rolling. He has nobody to throw to. He's going to try to get the edge. He does, and he's going to oh, get out there you go. to the 30, and all kinds oh, of flags come in as he was nailed out of bounds. They better, the coaches better get over there. They better separate them. That was so late. Cole Pauly got Man, he pummeled. took a shot. And you know it's bad when three flags come in from all different directions. It was raining flags. Yeah. That's going to be an automatic first down. And, Derek, that is a crucial play here for both sides. Absolutely. Because that's going to put the Minutemen. The end of the play was at about the 32. That's going to put the Minutemen down to the 17. So they'll be in the red zone. And there's under two minutes to go in the third quarter. Just so the listeners know, Coach grabbed the team together kind of talked to him and said, hey, let's let's keep this clean. Let's just keep playing, play our game. And you're exactly right, Derek. And they, uh, well, a lot of people got over there in a hurry oh, to yes, make sure did. there was no scuffle because Cole just got pulverized. But he's okay, yep. and he's bringing them back out. And just like I said, actually, they're going to mark this thing. They must have got a better spot than I thought on the initial play. They're going to have this spotted right now at the 14-yard line. Could still get a first down here. They could get a first down to the four. They're in the red zone once again. Coach still talking to the uh, referees <laughs> over here. Coach Kerr. Uh. And now we're ready to play. So it's going to be first and ten. Minutemen have the ball at the Mount Vernon 14-yard line. And they'll have Carter Newman off to the left. And they'll have... One wide receiver off to the right. Cole Pauly in a single back pistol. Actually, two receivers off to the right. He takes the snap. He gives Carson Berry up the middle. He's going to keep fighting. And he gets a couple of yards after contact there, and he'll get three total. Set up second and seven. And the Minutemen now down to the 12-yard line. Huge play. Huge couple of plays coming up here for the Minutemen. And you got to get points out of this. The big thing, though, is they've got the clock now down under one minute and 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Cole Pauly has him out of the huddle now. He'll send two to the right. Caden Eichler in the slot right. 
He's in the pistol with Hudson Moore and Carson Berry. He sends Carter Newman in motion. He'll give Carson Berry up the middle. He's to the five, dancing around, gets down near a first down, but maybe a yard short. And that's going to set up third and a short. One yard. But a big yard it is, Derek. They can get a first down, obviously, if they can get to about the four and a half. The ball's on the six. We'll call it third and a yard and a half. Cole Pauly going to be in the pistol again. He sends two to the right. He's got Hudson Moore on his left hip. Carson Berry behind him. Third and one. Huge play here. He sends Carter Newman in motion. They'll give Carson Berry up the middle. He's to the five. Squeaks through a hole. He's carrying him out. Vernon defender, and he gets near a first down. And it looked just for a second there, yep. Derek, like he was going to get into the end zone there. It is a first down. So the Minutemen pick up a first down, and they might not have to run another play here. We'll see what they do. Yeah, they're not going to break the hole. <clears throat> and Derek is right. Minutemen will be happy to take this lead into the fourth quarter, and they are on the verge. They're on the doorstep of scoring another touchdown here tonight. And if they can do that to start the fourth quarter, I think we're going to go home happy. As the Minutemen lead it, 26-7, and they've got the ball on the four-yard line when we come back here on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Back here getting set to start the fourth quarter at Yellow Jacket Stadium and Energy Field. One of my... Uh, Probably at the near the top of my list of favorite places to call a game. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you. Taking you home tonight here as we get set to start the fourth quarter. And the Minutemen have a 26-7 lead. And they are right on the doorstep of scoring again. They've got the ball first and goal on the four. So they've got four chances to go four yards. And they'll send Carter Newman off to the left. Caden Eichler off to the right. As the referee still getting the ball set up here as they get the clock set. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Hudson Moore on his right hip. Now he'll switch to his left. Carson Berry right behind Cole Pauly from the four-yard line. It's first and goal. Takes the snap. Give Carson Berry. He's hit behind the line of scrimmage and brought down back at around the eight. And he'll lose four yards. Great penetration there by the D-line. Shot through there. So it'll set up second and goal from the eight. Going to make it a little harder to get in there. And we'll see if they bring out that bootleg play again, Derek. I know we'd yep. love to see that again. They've ran a bootleg for a touchdown to Hudson Moore twice tonight, Cole Pauly has. They'll come out second and goal from the eight. One split off to the right, one to the left. 
Copali in the pistol with Hudson Moore and Carson Berry. Takes the snap. Give. No, he'll fake the give. He's going to bootleg again. I called it, Derek, to Hudson Moore again for a touchdown. Third time tonight. <laughs> Great call, Corey. Third touchdown of the night. Hudson Moore, hat trick. Hudson Moore hadn't scored this year. He's going to go home with at least three touchdowns tonight. <laughs> and Cole Polly with four passing touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Minutemen extend the lead, 32-7. Will Perkins on to attempt the extra point. He's two for three tonight. The one that he missed was actually blocked. And now the uh, Lexington <laughs> student section, who traveled pretty uh, well tonight, now chanting, this is boring. I love it. <laughs> Minutemen still getting set up here for the extra point. Copali's going to hold. Nine Schwander will snap it back. It's a great snap. It's a good hold. The extra point squeaks through the left upright. Will Perkins, three for four on the night now. And the Minutemen have a 33-7 lead here on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. An absolutely masterful performance tonight by the Lexington offense, and Cole Pauley has thrown for four touchdowns, three of them tonight, to Hudson Moore. Who would have guessed that coming in? No. I think they found something, though. Love it. Carson Berry also added his ninth touchdown on the year with a one-yard touchdown run, and Carter Newman caught a 40-yard pass in stride for his second touchdown of the year. As a squib kick is away and down the left side, and Mount Vernon going to have it, and they'll get it out to the 35. As my eyes are playing tricks on me, Derek, as Connor Lang took it to the 35. I thought he fumbled for a second. I don't know what I saw. But I think you saw him get flung around, and the ball was kind of out there a little bit. Good field position, though, for the – Yellow Jackets here as they'll have it at their own 35. But the key here is tackle them inbounds. I mean, they can score if you if they want to. You know, if they if they do manage to get a score here, you just got to make them earn it. You got to make them run some clock and earn it. You can't give up a big shot here. As Hubbard going to send two to the left, one to the right. He's in the shotgun with a man on his left hip. It's Owens. They'll give it to Owens off the right side. He's going nowhere. And they'll give him, what would they give him, Derek, two? Maybe three. Maybe, Maybe they three. did give him three. Yeah. And now what? I think someone's shirt's <clears throat> untucked or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. They I think did. the referee. They sent somebody to the side there. Well, it might have been an inadvertent yeah, whistle. Maybe. The referee kind of motioned like, hey, let's keep it going. I didn't mean to. Or maybe Hudson Moore was missing his mouthpiece or something. I'm not yeah. sure what happened there. But we're ready to go again, second and seven. As Hubbard takes a snap and a fumble on the exchange, and he's going to have to fall back on it. They'll lose four yards. It's going to set up third and 11, and here is where the Minutemen can really go for the kill. Yeah, you can pin your ears back and just go try to get that quarterback. 10.30 to go. Clock is rolling, baby. 
here at Yellow Jacket Stadium. Minutemen with a 33-7 lead. Once again, that looked like it was going to be a running play. I and here on third and 11, they're already ready to go. Hubbard's back, and he flings it down the far sideline, and D.J. Johnson jumps up and bats it away. What a defensive play to break up that pass. I mean, he got up there. Great coverage. The ball was there. That was a great pass by Hubbard. I mean, right on the money. And the defender jumped up right at the DJ last minute. Just, he climbed a ladder, yeah. Derek. That's got to be the highest he's ever jumped. I mean, he's not a tall kid. What he is he listed hung at? Up I there. mean, he's not—he's not that tall. And he's listed as five eleven, but he weighs yeah. one hundred and forty-five pounds. And yeah, that might be generous, Derek. But but he got up for it. Mount fourth Vernon down. may be throwing in the white flag here finally, as they're going to punt on fourth and eleven from their own thirty-four. Ten twelve to go in the ball game. Minute men up by twenty-six. Snap is a good one. Punt is a really good one by Kuhlman. Yeah. And going back and backtracking, taking it from his 27 is Eichler. He's uh, bringing it near side. He's yeah. to the 35. We've got flags down, and he's going to be tackled over here at the, block 38. the back over there. I think you're right, Derek. Yeah. So officially an 11-yard return, but it's coming back. That's okay, though. Now you just got to get on the ground if you're the Minutemen and keep this clock rolling. Now it's just a matter of running the clock. You don't even need first no, downs at this don't. point. Just get the clock running. Yeah, yeah. Even if you go three and out, you can take two or three minutes off this thing, and the game is pretty much out of reach at that point. As there's 9.59 to go in the ball game, Minutemen up 33-7. to seven. And they have just played a phenomenal game on both sides of the football. I mean, the score speaks for itself. The score is really representative of how this game has gone tonight. They have absolutely shut down the Yellow Jackets, and really the one drive the Yellow Jackets put together had a two big plays and a penalty, yep. and they were able to run it in on a quarterback sneak from one yard out. So one bad drive the defense has given up for the Minutemen, and that is it. That is the only time the, uh, Mount Vernon has sniffed the end zone. So the Minutemen come out with the football at their own 23-yard line. Cole Pauley's going to have him in the pistol, two to the left, one to the right. He's got Carson Berry right behind him, waiting for the signal to play. And now we're going to have another whistle. We still haven't found that play clock. Or... Yeah, there may not be one. <laughs> As Caden Eichler was over there getting stretched on the sideline, but he said he wasn't far enough on the sideline. You need to move over oh, a little more. Geez. So they made him get up and move over. So now we're ready to play. Two to the left, one to the right. Pauly in the pistol. First and 10 from their own 23. Carson Berry behind him. He takes the snap and gives it to Berry. He's up the middle, and he gets a yard, and more importantly, the clock will run. 9.50 to go in the ballgame. Minutemen with a 26-point lead. And just for the record, Derek, a touchdown here would make this a running clock the rest of the way. I was going to say, I'd love to see Carson bust one here. You and haven't he needs had a, it for his total. He's just yeah. kind of chipped away yep. tonight. He does have yep. the touchdown, but hasn't had anything major. I think his longest carry was 15 yards. Yep, that was first and, quarter. And other than that, I don't know if he's had a double-digit yardage carry mm -hmm. tonight. They'll send one to the left, one to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol this time, second and eight. He's got a man on his left hip and Carson Berry behind him. He'll take the snap. He'll give Barry off the right side. This might be the one he busts. He's to the 30. He's to the 35, and he gets the first down and a gain of about 10. And Mount Vernon secondary, though, just not going to let him have that no. big one for a touchdown. They did stop him, but not before he got a first down. Good carry there by Carson. 
10 more yards to his total. Minutemen out to their own 40, excuse me, 36-yard line. And more importantly, you move the chains and the clock gets going. Nine minutes to go. The clock is rolling here at Mount Vernon. Pauly brings him out in the pistol again. One wide right, one wide left. By Rice in there now at the tailback spot. First and 10 from the 36-yard line. Pauly takes the snap. They'll give By Rice off the left side. He's to the 35. He's to the 39. Gain of four. And again, Derek just couldn't get out of that one tackle. And a minute man is down on the far sideline over there. And oddly... This may be one of the first injuries I've seen where the player is on his front side laying down. Now he rolls over to his back, and it's I can't like see who it is. Six. I think it's number six. And that would be Carter Newman. Yeah. yeah, it's Newman. Looks like you got the wind knocked out of him. So, Purple Haze over there getting pretty excited. <laughs> getting their last bit of energy out for the night. And a small amount of Yellow Jacket fans have started to file out here. 8.29 to go in the ball game. As the Minutemen come off the sideline now out of the injury timeout. Second and seven. They'll give By Rice three yards on that last carry. That was his first carry of the night. Good to have him back as he was out last week. Now the Lexington Band getting involved down on the opposite end of the field as the Purple Haze. Two to the left, one to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Byrice in there again. Second and seven from the 34-yard line. Pauly takes the snap. Give. No, he fakes the give. He's going to roll right. He throws. Hudson Moore again. He's to the 45-50. He's to the 45-40. He's down the near sideline. 30, 25-20, dragging a Mount Vernon defender. <laughs> Breaks another tackle, and he's going to go all the way. Touchdown. Hudson Moore does it again. <laughs> Carrying yellow oh jackets gosh. on his back. I don't know what's better than a hat trick, but he just did it. What in the world? Four touchdowns tonight? Has gotten into Hudson Moore. My goodness. He was rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. He carried at least oh one, maybe two yellow jackets <laughs> for about 15 yards. If that would have been the old school tearaway jerseys, they wouldn't have got oh him my. because... <laughs> Well, the way they were hanging My on, gosh. Derek, they may have turned it into a tearaway jersey. Uh, Does he even have his jersey left? Uh, four touchdowns, five in the air, five. Goodness gracious. The extra point by Will Perkins is up, and it is good. And the Minutemen lead it now 40-7. to seven. And as soon as we kick the ball off here in just a moment, it'll be a running clock as the Minutemen have Extended that lead to more than 30. It's a 33-point lead, and that is going to be possibly the play of the year. We're, obviously, we're going to make that right now the BP Electric play of the game. Hudson Moore. And let's see, the tally on that would have been 66 yards. And guess what? It was another bootleg. Yep. They must have seen something on film leading up to this game. <clears throat> because they did not run that play in the previous games. I did not see 
Uh, how in the world? <laughs> I am just dumbfounded. And for as big as Hudson is, he was moving. I mean, he got through there, but then his power at the last 20 yards, I think everybody in the Mount Vernon <laughs> defense touched him at least if once. You, I would have bet any amount of money tonight that I would not have heard Cole Pauly to Hudson Moore four times for a touchdown. No way. No way. One of them being a 66-yard run with defenders on his back pulling his jersey. And he's out there on the kickoff. They're going to have to they're going to have to they're going to have to uh put that jersey in extreme heat in the dryer to shrink it back to original size as a squib kick is finally picked up by Fireball. He's to the 25 dancing around to the 30 and he's hit out of bounds on the far sideline at about the 32. My goodness. Why are why they even bring a bus tonight, Derek? Let's just all hop on Hudson Moore's back and ride home. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. I can't wait to see that again. That was great. I cannot believe what I just saw. Yeah, that was – that was might have been a play of the year. <laughs> I cannot believe yeah, what great. I just saw. So the Yellow Jackets come out. They'll have two wide to the left, one to the right. And Hubbard in the shotgun. He'll give it to Owens. And Owen's going to bust a run of his own across midfield. He's to the 45 down the far sideline, 40, 35, and he's tripped up by the ankles by Scotty Roush at the 30. A big gain there. That's going to be a gain of 41 by Owens. Yeah, looks like Lexington. I'm not trying to take anything away from the run, but it looks like Lexington might have subbed a couple underclassmen in there. But still, a great run. That was right obviously, that. obviously their best play of the night was yeah, right there. Yeah, that'll definitely add to Owens' night. Yeah. He's had a little bit of a tougher night, but... That'll uh, put his total up there. Yards, yeah. As Hubbard takes this snap, gets it out to Askew near side. He's going to break a tackle. He's to the He breaks another tackle but fumbles to the 20. And down to about the 19-yard line. Gets back on his own fumble there, though. And tackle made down here by Cohen Moore. First down and 10 coming up for the Yellow Jackets. And they're in the red zone for just, I believe, the third time tonight. Yeah. And they've only come out of there with one touchdown on the first two attempts. Hubbard in the shotgun again, two wide right, but this time he'll hand it off to Owens again off the left side. He's to the 16 and brought down. And Crago in there on the tackle, as well as, is that a 56 I saw? That'd be, yeah. Luke, yeah, that'd be Luke Wellen. No, no, wait, we're in the, uh, the white jersey. I think it's Wellen. See, they've got a different number for Pretty every great. jersey they wear, yeah. and I don't have the white numbered roster here, but I think that's Wellen. And before Mount Vernon could hurry up and get another snap off, we've got a timeout Lex and playing for a little pride here, trying not to let Mount Vernon get into the end zone again. 5.21 to go in the ball game. It is Lexington 40, Mount Vernon 7. Player of the game, we'll make it a dual player of the game. Cole Pauley has had five touchdown passes tonight. Hudson Moore has had four of those catching. Carter Newman had the other touchdown of 40 yards, and then Carson Berry ran one in from one yard out. So Cole Pauley and Hudson Moore, the dual, rare dual player of the game. BP yeah. Electric player of the game. Check out BP Electric, by the way, at bpelectricofoh.com. Huge supporters of Lexington Minuteman Athletics. And Bob and Jen over there at BP Electric are 
fantastic people. As Mount Vernon back on the field again, finally. First and ten. They'll have it at the, uh, or excuse me, second and seven. I forgot they ran a run play on the last play. As Hubbard takes it, and a quarterback keeper is going to go off the left side. He gets 17, 16 yards, we'll call it, and a touchdown. It's his second score of the night, both on the ground. As we have a yellow jacket down. I think the ref's mic was The ref's on. mic was on, and he was screaming, don't, <laughs> don't touch, touch him, him, don't touch him. <laughs> now the players run off the field. 65. I don't have a 65 on their roster. On to attempt the extra point for the Yellow Jackets. Christian Dean. It's 40-13 to 13 as we sit right now. 5-11 to go in the ballgame. By the way, that'll put this lead back below 30, so the running clock is no longer a factor at this moment. Great snap, great hold. Extra point by Dean is good. He's two for two on the night. And the Yellow Jackets have cut into this lead. It's now Lexington 40, Mount Vernon 14. With 5-11 to go in the ballgame, we'll take a quick break on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. 5-11 to go in the ballgame. Minutemen have just looked incredible tonight. Although we are coming off of a uh, Mount Vernon touchdown there. But uh, at this point, the damage is too little too late. 5-11 to go, as I mentioned. And Lexington holding on to that 26-point lead. It's 40-14. to And I'm not saying Lexington's going to want to go for another touchdown here on purpose. But if they recover this, it's going to be a short squib kick or a short pooch kick. If they recover it, they're going to have great field position, and maybe Carson can bust one finally and uh, and add some yardage to his night. This looks like it's going to be an onside. They've got all their skill people in. I mean, even Hubbard's out yeah. there. I would love, Derek, for the Minutemen to get on this, set up good field position, and I would love to see Carson <laughs> break one of his own here before the end of the game as it's a big uh, high pooch kick, and it's going to drop, and the Minutemen are going to get in there. It's Scotty Roush fighting for it. And I think the uh, Minutemen have maybe. it. I think he wrestled it away. And he did at the 45-yard line. Great. Roush came out of there with it clean. He didn't even have to fight for it. He just got up and had the ball. Great heads-up play there. And great field position, like I said. There's just so much time left. I'm not saying mm -hmm. Coach Gerhardt's going to necessarily no. try to run up the score on purpose, but you've got plenty of time. You've got great field position. I would love to see Carson... In fact, if he did bust a touchdown here by the end of the game, it would put him in double digits for the season. He's got nine right now. He scored his ninth touchdown tonight with a one-yard run. By the way, you've been keeping track of these touchdowns here in the second half. It's yeah. getting a little out of hand. I need more paper. We'll need that rundown. 
Don't forget the 66-yarder right. by Hudson. I already That's, got I'm it. I'm going to be seeing that in my dreams tonight. Oof. That was incredible. And the pistol, one right, one left. Pauly takes it. He'll give it to Byrice, who's going to squeak forward for about a yard. And Nick, I'm, or excuse me, Derek, that's the third time. I did. That's the first time. I'm the writing those time. down too. That's the first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nick Senior. <laughs> uh, Carson doesn't appear to be hurt, but he hasn't no. been playing much here. I think maybe he's just yeah, getting some much deserved rest. I was going to say they should probably keep him out. This is well, the game's well in hand. Why risk it? And Byrice has had a great yep. year, but he was out last week, so he missed a week. It's you know this will be a good opportunity to get him going. And uh, you got a tough one next week at Worcester, so you definitely don't want to get Carson hurt here with a 26-point lead. Nelson, two to the right, one to the left. Pauly in the single-back pistol. It's second and nine from the 46-yard line. He's back to pass. He's going to throw. He's got Roush in the slot, but he drops it. As I think, again, he was looking ahead. He was kind of ready to turn and go. Just didn't take the ball with him. I don't it's know okay, if he heard though. footsteps or he's just trying to, like you said, fight for extra yards after he gets it. 4.16 to go. Clock does stop here. I am surprised that they're pass. throwing a little bit. I think maybe they're just trying to work something out. Maybe get some of these other receivers involved because next week at Worcester, you're going to need everything you've got in that playbook, and you want to work on things in a real game situation here. So I don't blame Coach Gerhardt. I don't by any means think he's trying to run up the score at all, but. Third and nine, they'll send two to the right, one to the left. Pauly in the single back pistol. He'll pitch it out right side by Rice. He's coming across the 45 to the 50. He stumbles forward near a first down, but I think he's a yard short. He's going to get eight. He needed nine. And they may go for it here, Derek, yeah, just I to keep the will. clock running and get out of here. And yeah. eh, I don't That's, know. No, Let's no, see here. I thought it was closer. <laughs> and yeah, they only yeah, did give him punt. seven, so it'll be fourth and two. Yeah. And Cade Neichler will uh, sit back there to get ready to punt. Nine Schwander will snap it back. 3.50 to go. Clock is rolling. Fourth quarter. Minute men up 40 to 14. I'll take this clock all the way down. Maybe take a delay. And they get it out of there. A low snap. Oh. It's going to be a fake punt. Oh. Cade Neichler down the near sideline. He's got the first down yes, to the 40, he and he's pushed out of bounds. Wow. I don't know if that was designed or not, but. Great he did have a call. low snap. I'm yeah. not. So a first down to the 40 of Mount Vernon, and that gives you a chance here to now you can yep. really run this clock down. I'm not sure if uh, somebody take a timeout. No. No, they're just trying to get a quick huddle in here before. Well, the ball is in play, and, and Lexington is just huddled up. They're going to have to take a timeout here. I can't imagine they're going to get back out on the field and get this playoff. I mean, it was a first down, but that I the play clock that. has got it. And Cole Pauly now takes a timeout. I'm not sure why they went all the way over to huddle up when the play the ball was in play. They went over to huddle up all the way on the sideline, sprinted out, realized they weren't going to get the playoff, and then took a timeout. That is their last timeout. Thank you, Derek. You're welcome. And ironically, Mount Vernon has all three. <laughs> <laughs> men and men have a 40-14 to 14 lead. 3.29 to go in the ballgame. I would love, I would just, with the night Cole Pauly's had, I would love to see one of these running backs break a run here to finish this game off. 
And Byrice did have two touchdowns against Shelby two weeks ago, but again, didn't play last week. So love to see him get back in the score column. Trying to think back to Ontario. Did he have a touchdown against Ontario? I, I think he may have had one. Trying to think. Carson had three. Corbin had one. Carter Newman had one. And there was one more that I'm missing. Might have been Byrice. Here we go. First and ten from the Mount Vernon 40. They'll have one right, one left. Pauly in the pistol. Hudson Moore on his left hip. Carson Berry back in there, and he'll take the carry. He's going to go right up the middle to the 40, and he's to the 35, still fighting, and they're going to push him, and he's going to stay right there at the 35. And that time, it looked, Derek, like if he would have cut left instead of right, yep. he might have had the entire middle of the field to go. Either way, he gets. they'll actually give him five and a half. So we'll call it uh, second and a long four. As Crago comes in, Forup comes in. Eichler will run off the field now. Pretty surprised that Barry's in there, to be honest with you. They'll send Mason Thomas off to the left. Cam Crago off to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol with Hudson Moore on his left hip now as he motions. Carson Barry behind him, second and four from the 34. Pauly takes the snap. They'll give Barry off the left side. He's going to fight. He's going to fight. He's going to try to get that edge, and he just can't get out there. He might have lost a yard. Third down. Clock runs, though. 2.25 to go in the ballgame. Minutemen have put up the highest amount of points they have scored since, well, week one of this year. But outside of that, this is the highest amount of points, I believe, Derek, I believe, Bear with me on this. Highest amount of points they've scored since going back to either the Madison game of 2019 or the Ontario game of 2019. One to the left, one to the right. Copali in the pistol again. Third and six. They'll give Carson Berry off the left side. He squeaks through a hole to the 30, to the 25. Breaks a tackle out to the 24-yard line. A first down. Thought you were going to get your wish there. Well, he is racking up some more yards here, but I just want to see him break that one and get into the end zone. His one touchdown tonight was a one-yard run. I'm going to see him bust one here. Minutemen, though, going to let this clock roll. 135 to go. He may only get another carry or two, so he's going to have to do it here. <laughs> Mason Thomas splits off to the right. Cam Crago off to the left. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Hudson Moore on his right hip. Carson Berry behind him. First and 10 from the 24-yard line. Barry takes the snap, or excuse me, Polly takes the snap, gives to Barry up the middle. He's going to get to the 19-yard line as there was a big pause there for Cole Polly to kind of let the play clock run down. And I do hear the ref yelling yes. now. Counting down. Second and six. And this next play may be the last one of the night for the Minutemen. 45 seconds to go. The clock is rolling, and they may go into the victory formation here, and they will for the first time this year. Even that Ontario win, I don't think they ended this way. They ran the clock out. And Cole Pauly will take the snap. He will knee it, and that is going to be the ball game. As there's still officially 25 seconds left, but those 
Seconds are going to run off the clock, and the Minutemen are going to get out of here. 1-0 in the OCC here in 2021, and they will improve and get back to 500 with a 2-2 two two record as they beat Mount Vernon tonight 40-14. The Yellow Jackets fall to 1-3. We will take an extremely short break, and we'll be back for scores from around North Central Ohio and a quick recap of tonight's ball game. Minutemen, a winner, 40-14 here on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. It is a happy sight back here at Yellow Jacket Stadium and Energy Field here in Mount Vernon. As the Minutemen improved to 2-2, two two, they get in the win column in the OCC and improved to 1-0 there, and they win this one 40-14 back here on the postgame show. Corey Dearman, Derek Lazier with you. And uh, Derek, how'd this one unfold tonight? Well, I, t- I tell you what, uh, first off, great time calling the game with you. Very good, very good experience, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, start to finish, I think the Minutemen came out, worked their game plan to perfection, a lot of touchdowns over the course of the game, but of course, um, Carson Berry started off with a, a, a one-yard scamper uh, early in the first quarter to get the lead. Then a couple touchdown passes from Cole Pauley. Um, Mount Vernon put a couple on the board. One was late, but obviously the the, the players of the game, Cole Pauley and uh, Hudson Moore, they put on a show. The bootleg is alive and kicking in Lexington. Four touchdowns. 
um, from Cole Polly and four to Hudson Moore. One over 40 yards, and then, of course, Polly threw another touchdown uh, to Carter Newman. That was 40-plus, too. But five touchdowns in the air for Cole Polly. Great night, great balancing play calling um, on the offensive side. And then let's not take anything away from the defense. I mean, Mount Vernon only scored 14 points, and one was late. So um, really good team effort on both sides of the ball. Great win over a, you know, a team that's a, a division higher, so you're definitely going to get some computer points here in the playoffs. But great, great game on both sides of the ball for, for Lexington. Absolutely. A, definitely a team win. Good to see some faces back that the Minutemen have been missing the last couple weeks. And a complete, complete team win with Corbin Green and A.J. Young out. I yeah. mean, if you look that good with two of your star players missing, it's it's going to be something when they get those guys back and hopefully continue rolling along here as they go to Worcester next week. But we'll talk about that in just a minute. Some scores from around North Central Ohio. couple surprises tonight. Uh, right now it's Highland 41, Mount Gilead 0. Ashland and Sandusky Perkins were at one point tied at 14. Perkins went on to win that game. It is 42-14. to 14. I'm assuming that's wow. a final, but it has not been marked as a final. Uh, Marion Harding, 24, Pleasant, 14. Galleon going to beat River Valley and take the top spot in the MOAC as they are beating River Valley 35-25. Uh, East Knox, 41, Centerburg, 28. It's Monroeville, 42, and uh, Plymouth, 39. It was Perry, 56, Elgin, 44, as yeah, Coach Ball gives me a hug after a great victory. Good win, Coach. Said good win, coach. As he's got a long trek back to the locker room all by himself as he was left behind. <laughs> he's the only person with a Lexington shirt on he within a mile a of this place. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? It was Lucas shutting out Willard 30 to nothing. Bellevue 48, Clear Fork 7. Shelby 35, Ontario 7. Northmore goes 4-0 to start the season. They beat Cardington Lincoln 21-14. Norwalk, 20, Edison, 13. West Holmes sneaks out a win at Arlen Field. They beat Mansfield Senior, 20 to 17. St. Vincent, St. Mary's puts a whooping on Worcester, 42 to 10. Crestview, 21. Western Reserve, 13. Crestview, 4 and 0. It was Carey blowing out Colonel Crawford by the end, 35-17. So Carey takes that spot back from Colonel Crawford in the end, 10. Cuyahoga Valley Christian 41, Loudonville 6, Seneca East 53, Buckeye Central 6, Danville squeaks out a win over Fredericktown 28 to 21, Winford 72, Bucyrus 20. 72. Ooh. It was Upper Sandusky 27, Mohawk 13, and Padua Franciscan squeaks out a win over uh, Sandusky 17 to 16. Here at Yellow Jacket Stadium, the Minutemen hang 40 on Mount Vernon, and they win it 40-14 to 14 off the arm of Cole Pauley and the legs of Hudson Moore. Who would have thought we'd say that this year? <laughs> but a great performance by those two guys. Stay tuned for highlights coming up, uh, hopefully here shortly, across all of our social media platforms on uh, VSBN Radio. You can find us just about anywhere. Glad to have you along tonight, Derek, your inaugural broadcast, and uh, it went well. Absolutely. Uh, unlike your son, you didn't drop any <laughs> curse words on the air. He did tell me pregame. Get them all out of your get system. Get them all out of your system. And you did. Yes, sir. Uh, big thanks, as always, to Rachel and Kayla Durbin. They do great work down on the sidelines. Everything on our social media pretty much comes from them down on the sidelines. Appreciate their hard work. 
And for Derek Lazier, who attempted to keep stats tonight but just mm. couldn't do it. But he did keep uh, the, the scoring <laughs> plays for me, and uh, that was nice. Uh, one final time here at Mount Vernon. I'm Corey Durbin. It was Lexington, 40, Mount Vernon, 14. We will talk to you next week from Worcester, where the Minutemen will try to keep this train rolling and go above 500 if they can get a big win against the Generals next week. We'll be on with the pregame show at 640. Until then, have a fantastic weekend and a great, ne uh, great week next week, everybody.